Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Randy Lemons does not necessarily endorse any of the products or services advertised on this program. Of course we can, because we did what we do. And we're doing it this post-Thanksgiving edition of Garden Line. Put away the trip to fan effect. You've had a day and a half to recover. I am. I actually ate so very little yesterday compared to Thursday that I feel fine today. I'm not, like, laid up in bed. <laughs> I got to sleep in on Thursday, uh, sorry, Friday morning for the first time in, oh, I don't know how many years. Longer than a seven-hour sleep, that's for sure. Because the entire family decided to go Black Friday shopping early, early in the morning, but with the knowledge that I wasn't going to. So they left. I kept sleeping. Yay, team. That hadn't happened in this house in a long time. Uh, Good morning, everyone. It is Saturday edition of Gardline. It's 6.06. We are live. We are in person. We are here for you. You got a Gardline question after all this cold weather has kind of crept through? How has that affected things? Give me a call. Give me a holler. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. If you want to do emails, you can do that. You know, we answer emails while we're on the air. We don't answer emails when we're not on the air. So if uh, you're one of these that had requests to have a picture looked at or actually, actually for the picture request and you've fulfilled that in the last week now's a good time to give us a call you'll give uh, joey g your email if you think you uh, attached a picture if you never asked for permission to you didn't attach a picture i can 99.8 percent of the time that's the case so if you want something looked at picture wise you need to call uh, not call in you need to email in just a quick little i need permission question and then once you get that response back that's what you can attach to just for security measures around here. That way we're not just getting random pictures by random people. And, of course, during the hours of the program, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., both Saturdays and Sundays, we're monitoring the emails as they come in, as well as the phone calls. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. I need to know whether to share. uh, Oh, let me start over. I'm going to talk a lot about Facebook today for a couple of very particularly good reasons. Um, one, I still can't believe that I'm doing Facebook because when it first came out, I was kind of one of these old crotchy old fellows that swore up and down. I wouldn't do that and swore up and down. I wouldn't do Twitter. I've lived up to half of that. I don't believe in Twitter. I think Twitter is, uh, insane. I think it's only for mean people. Uh, it serves no real 
moral social value other than giving people that don't want to do things face to face a platform to complain and moan and criticize. Facebook, we've got a lot more positive benefit out of, and I would love to see that number soar over the next couple of days, see if we can do a Facebook-centric weekend, see where you're at. My first quest and question and request, whatever you'll call it, for all of you out there, if you are a, a Garden Line Facebook fan, you follow us, I would love for you to share something recently or Ask me to put something up there that you think would be the best thing to share so that you can get every single one of your friends and families, especially if they're local, to participate in Facebook as well. So you're like, you're forwarding that and saying, hey, I really get a lot of great information from this site. You ought to go like it up, follow it up as well. So if you are never done that, let's do that today. I'm going to remind people at least once an hour to Go into Facebook and find something fun that you like that we've posted in the last week or so. And and we're posting several things every day that can be shared and saying, you're going to love this, all right? So we need to follow that. Now, if there's something you're like going, Randy, I've always wanted you to show me, okay, fill in the blank on this. Something, I don't want to say obscure, but something like, I'll give you a great example. How to clean seeds. How to clean most any seed in large amounts using a couple of plastic tubs and some screen. That way you can pick out the best seeds if you want to propagate something further down the line. I, I stumbled across uh, a video on this on YouTube and it's uh, it's kind of interesting, but I need someone to ask for that recommendation. Whether you ask via Facebook, whether you ask via email, whether you call into the radio program. The number is 713-212-KTRH. Or just in general, you know, this is something visually you'd like to see on Facebook. If there's a subject matter you'd like to see on Facebook, I'd love to hear those requests. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. Let's get things started with JC in spring. Everybody hold on to this call for the day because this could be... When I first started the program this morning, I was like saying, hey, we got a little bit of cold air. But did it change much at all in how we handle things? And JC may be the question and the answer to that ultimate situation. And I'll give out the I'm going to get out the phone number one more time because we have actually only one line still open. If you fast finger dialer, you can grab it right now. You get behind Brad. So it's going to be JC, Steve, Brad so far in that order. 713-212-KTRH. 212-5874. So JC, what do you got? Good morning, Randy. Hey, I need a uh, two-part question. I'm uh, going to throw some winterizer down now, and is it okay to uh, throw that on all the pansies my wife just put out? And I also noticed when we were planting, I have, uh, I'm guessing, uh, the, the white worms, are they grub worms? Or is it okay to throw both uh, an insecticide down and a fertilizer down now? Okay, um, let's start from the beginning. Why are you waited this long to put down the winterizer? I've got a lot going on. I just put down about 15 gallons of paint in the house for Thanksgiving. Everything was good inside the house, but I, I, it took two weeks to do it myself and just uh, kind of forgot on the winterizer. Okay. Um, 
it's not too late, but it is half late. The 40-degree nights that we had, a couple of them, have not helped you, but at least we haven't had freezing weather, and the soil temperature has not dipped so low to where a winterizer is irrelevant. All right? Um, I would I would not hesitate to it. Let me see. I'm not saying this. It's, it's only it's 612. Hold on. I wouldn't put it off any other days than today. If you're going to do this right, you need to get busy today. Okay. If you're not going to do it today, you may want to just forget about the winterizer. You with me? I, I, I so am I wasting the thirty dollars or what no? You if you if you put it off till December first, you're wasting thirty dollars. Okay. Uh, right. It'll go down the day, and then I'm gonna now, I'm gonna heavy water, correct? After uh, it's not heavy, no. Okay. Just needs to be watered in. Okay, that's, what that's about like five my, minutes. Uh, chinch bugs. Now I know is that, the is chinch bugs are different? irrelevant. They're not here right now. What What are the white worms? I'm, I'm grub worms. Up. Hold on, I'm answering your questions in your order. Okay, you're starting to confuse me again. All right, you asked, can I put it down and can it hit mom's pansies? Yes. That's fine. Okay. All right. Can you put down a winterizer and insecticide on the same day? Yes, you can. And I don't know what you're... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Grub worm infestation was like. So I'm guessing when you were planting the pansies, you saw the grub worms. Copy. Yep. Okay. I, I, every, uh, I would say three or four scoops, I would up a nice little white okay. in three and, uh, or four scoops you only came up with one then that's not a, an issue and the insecticide more likely will take care of that if you put down a granular version okay all right sounds good all right don't delay on the winterizer from now on all right my bad thank you because <laughs> and you see i was going to uh, have some fun with you at your expense for two weeks okay. of painting well winterizer should have been down two weeks prior to that well, I hear you. <laughs> I got two teenagers and, and all that stuff. I got all the excuses. Right? Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> That's normally everybody that falls in that category does. They're, 
It's like, you know, my friend came in from out of town. The dog ate the homework. It wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, busting my, you know what. Yeah, Thank I you. have to get it. I have to make it real for you so you take a little bit of importance to it as well. I got you. Apply a little bit of importance to it. Um, point is, for everybody like JC, um, if you've yet to do your winterizer, Thankfully, the window is still open, but it is so about to close, all right? The next cold snap will certainly cold close it. Now, some people go, well, I watched the weather, Randy, and it looks like it's not going to get cold for another two weeks. You have no way of guaranteeing that. So uh, I'm going to say, you know, time is of the essence. It is November 25th. Yes, if you just now tune your radio on, we're live and in person. It's November 25th. We talked about starting the winterizer back in the 1st of October. It's November 25th. However, if you need that permission, like JC, which is good, that's a good question to start the day off with, and the importance of, but you better do it now. You better do all those things now, if at all possible. Uh, Steve, Brad, hang in there. Let me take this first break because we're up against the clock. A lot of talking we went on with, so we're going to get back and uh, give you guys plenty and ample time to ask, ask and then have your questions answered. If you'd like to get in on JC's open line, here's the number, 713-212-KTRH. Randy Lemon, never bitter, always sweet. This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH. Uh, speaking of Facebook, I just posted something fun. Y'all take a look at that. That's the kind of thing you do want to share with everybody. Use that as a little impetus to uh, tell everybody that's on your Facebook addresses, like, hey, go like this page. This is the kind of fun stuff we do from time to time. And we do a lot of educational stuff from time to time. Our phone number is 713-212-KTRH. We're going to go to Steve in Southwest Houston. It'll be followed by Brad in Pinehurst, 713-212-KTRH. We have a couple of lines open. That means you can get in right now behind Steve and Brad. Steve, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Uh, I've recently purchased some uh, Christmas cactuses. And uh, I'm not sure what food to buy them or fertilizer. Uh, could you recommend uh, something or are you familiar with it? Uh, Christmas cactus? Oh, Christmas cactus are fairly easy to take care of. Um, do you know, well, can you describe what color you got, just out of curiosity? Uh, uh, I mean, are you have a, a bright pink bloom or do you have uh, yellow? or White white and red. White? Okay, white and red. Um it's, it's mostly tended as a house plant, which is why it's not hard to take care of. Most house plants, as long as the soil is decent, are lo- they'll live a long time. All right? Um, okay. Where do you, did you get it as a Christmas gift or a, like a housewarming gift? How did you get it? I purchased it from a, uh, a retail store. Okay. I would tell you that the most important thing to remember about houseplants, and we've, I've written about this many times in the past uh, when talking about houseplant care, like the top 10 rules of houseplant care, is whenever you get a plant from a retail operation, maybe let's just say it's not a full-blown nursery, or let's just say it's a mass merchandiser. You know, it, 
it basically gets in a wide swath of products and tries to get them out the door quickly. Well, the soil in most house plants, and Christmas cactus falls in that category for me, the soil is temporary at best. It has to be moved up, slightly bigger pot, with a really good, high-quality potting soil. I'm a fan of no peat, no peat potting soils. All right? Okay. So when okay. you go back out, you're in Southwest Houston, you know, Southwest Fertilizer. If you were to get to a place like that, tell them I'm looking for one of Randy's no peat potting soils. They're going to introduce you to something like Ladybug Vortex, V-O-R-T-E-X. Okay. Vortex is the number one peat. Well, I say number one. There are a lot of really good peat-free mixes out there. This is the one that started the peat-free trend a dozen years ago. And it's so easier. To, it's much easier to take care of indoor potted plants when you have that level playing field because peat will cause things to overwater and sometimes they'll harden up so much that you can't get things to penetrate. Okay, what is the best uh, way to water uh, a cactus? A spray bottle or? No, or? you just, uh, you have heard of a watering can? It, it pours it out like rain. Yeah. Uh, that's what I use for most of my potted plant situations. Uh, okay. I, I don't water a lot of indoor potted plants. Uh, all of our potted plants are in outdoor. They're in, they, they're, a lot of them are treated like indoor plants that are outdoors, but they're in, you know, covered areas. We, we have like a, what do you call it? A courtyard and a back courtyard. We have so many courtyards that it's easier. Think atriums, you know, it's easier for us to grow a lot of, uh, plants like that and i'm just hand watering them because if you're worried about whether or not the water can hit that plant the water can hit the top of the christmas cactus don't worry about it okay i mean is it beneficial to spray the plant or it's beneficial oh. to water it with a rain can so it's lightly falling on the whole plant okay 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 you know what i mean by rain can right right okay i do if you think uh, like that you'll definitely have better luck with it Okay. Well, um, now, I'll tell you what I'll do. Are you Facebook savvy? No. All right. Never mind. I may still do this, but we'll do this in honor. Of, let me write this down. Steve is in Southwest Houston. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find my top 10 indoor potting, potted plants, indoor plants tip sheet and get that review. It's been a while since we've posted that on Facebook. And it's really something worth reading i mean i did it in an old book it's not worth finding the old book i want to say it's in uh, texas tough gardening it's an entire chapter dedicated uh we call it the right proper care of indoor plants and the the reason i call it right proper is i had this friend from oh, nearly 20 years ago I say friend this is a guy that i met through the radio station acquaintances who um always talked about right proper this and right proper that and so I was, I kind of helped name my chapter after him saying right proper, but the right proper care of houseplants. We're going to find that before the morning's out, get that posted on Facebook, the right proper care of indoor houseplants. And good news is Christmas cactus will f fall into that category. I would tell you this, the one thing I would probably feed it different from regular indoor houseplants is so that you can keep going with the, the blooming action is to find something like a Medina has to grow versus uh any higher nitrogen the higher nitrogen the high first number i like for a lot of indoor potted plants uh, because like a 633 is better for everything that's green and a 6126 would be better for the 
that's just to give you an example. I'll get to the details on that later on. Let's get to Brad and Pinehurst before we get up on the news break. Brad, good morning. Good morning. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? Hey, I have a uh, going on a four-year-old pomegranate I got from Arbor Gate, and uh, I mean it grows well. It's about uh, 10, 11 feet tall, uh, bushy. You know, I've never really pruned it. Um, but one of the ladies I, I asked them in the spring, one of the ladies over there at Arbor Gate said that if it gets rust, it won't uh, produce fruit. And I treat it with captan. I was Sprayed it with the uh, copper base uh, bonide fungicide, and I, I just can't seem to keep the rust off of that. And so my question is, is that why it's not producing fruit, and do I need to just spray more often, or what do you think there? I've always found that the reason pomegranates don't bear fruit is because they don't have a second pomegranate tree in the area. I did not know they needed to. No, it's not all of them do, and that's why I was about to ask you. I, want, I was going to say, did you talk to them about... Uh, or did they talk to you about the possibility of having two? Um, there's some that need a pollinator, and it's just always, it doesn't matter if a tree is known as self-pollinated. It's just really helpful to have right. a second one for that. Um, I'm not familiar enough with the pomegranate on all the, like, all the ins and outs of diseases and insect pressures that keep it from doing its best thing, but... Um, I have never known rust to stop other things from blooming. Yeah, and, I, and I, like this spring, I got probably a half a dozen blooms on them, and then they, you know, they didn't do anything. Yeah, and that there goes back to my point: if you don't have the second tree, you're not pollinating correctly. Uh, flowers that don't uh, come to fruition on this the, that side, it means it's not pollinating. Um, I wish I could tell you more. I would, I'd say that, no, I don't think the rust is the the problem. I think the second the need for a second tree to pollinate is going to be your answer in the future. And okay. whether or not it's self-pollinating or not, it's just good insurance. Yeah, well, that's no problem. I'll get it. And it can, take, it can take three years. I'm not kidding. I know you said you had it four, but it can take three good years 
for it to really bear the kind of fruit that you're wanting to do. So let's get a second one out there, and then the next go around, hopefully uh, you're up on the fourth, fifth year. I think that you'll see a little bit different one year from now, or one year from well, when we get to 2018. How's that? <laughs> okay, and as far as spraying the, the copper base, uh, how often is would you say? I think often? that I remember reading that uh, no more than three times a year is probably the smart thing. That's why something like neem oil on a 30-day basis is necessary on a fruit tree. Okay. All right? Excellent. Thanks, sir. You bet. Quick little break. News, weather, and traffic coming right up. Who wants to get in on the open lines? They're there for you right now. 713-212-KTRH. There's room for you. 713-212-5874. By the way, this is from the How Quickly Do We Work on Facebook. I was able to post the, uh, it wasn't top 10, but I was able to post the pro- right proper care of house plants. We did that in honor of Steve in Southwest Side, even though he's not Facebook savvy. If you are Facebook savvy and you're going, well, I don't see that cute picture you just talked about. Well, that's because for several reasons. One, we have something pinned to the top of our page, usually the most useful educational tip sheet that you know something we think is the most important we'll keep pinned to the top and i'm going to keep that compost top dressing tip sheet pinned to the top because a lot of people still are unaware it's you know to me even though i wasn't an original endorser of compost top dressing but uh, you know i got on board a good 15 16 years ago and it still amazes me to this day talking with people like i do on the consultation side of things that i do how many people go, <laughs> and they're, they're being honest when they say, does that compost top dressing really work? Yeah, 16 years later, I don't think I'd still be recommending it if it didn't really work. So um, that's important. So we got that pinned to the top. Then I've got the right proper care right under that because it's the most recent posting right under that is the fun thing that already I've had a lot of people do, you know, reactions to, you don't necessarily have to comment, but I know at least 200 people have seen it this morning. That's always a nice feeling. Uh, by the time the day's out, I, hopefully that thing will be seen thousands upon thousands of time. Uh, it's just a life lesson. But if you're a dog lover like we are here at Garden Line, then you'll get a kick out of that. Uh, we're going to get to Aaron and Katie in just a second. Aaron, one second, though. I brought up peat-free potting mix to Steve. See, uh, one phone call can like really birth so many little talking points, but... I mentioned peat-free potting mix, and he was like, hmm, peat-free, what, why? And I know he didn't ask, but I'm going to say why. Uh, Again, when peat-heavy potting soil solutions get wet, sometimes they stay wet. You keep watering wet potting soil, it only gets worse. You need a potting soil that's going to breathe. That's why the number one reason I hate peat in potting mixes. Number two is when they do dry out, and they will, they're going to develop a crust on the top that's going to make it hard for water to penetrate. I don't know why it's such a popular additive other than it's cheap for some of these potting soil manufacturers. It makes absolutely no sense in the Gulf Coast area because of our 40 to 50 inches of rain, and I don't mean in one day. (laughs) Thank you, Harvey. But we, we have higher rainfall totals than people in many, many other regions, and the idea of incorporating peat into landscape beds is horrific to me it's a heinous act and it should be stopped in our lifetime so back to the point peat free potting mix the number one that hit the market 
again, like 15, 16 years ago, and I've been speaking for it ever since, is Vortex from Ladybug. You know, we talk about a lot of Ladybug products. Ladybugbrand.com. Go to the website to learn about all the products. Look at what Vortex looks like. V-E-O-V-O-R. I don't even know how to spell this morning. V-O-R-T-E-X. And it is peat-free. And it is really good for all indoor potted plants and potted herbs, too. Just other things. I'm not going to use it in landscape beds. They have other soils for that. Vortex, potted plants, indoors, courtyards, patios, that kind of stuff. Aaron, Katie, good morning. Morning, sir. What's up? Okay, so my question is uh, ants. I use this white powder, you know, Andro, you know, put it on the mound. It looks like it kills the ants. A few days later, the mound seems like it's moved, picked up and moved, you know, three or four feet over. Is that, am I not killing the queen or is it killing the queen and it's just a different ant pile? Yes, yes, no, yes, and no. <laughs> First of all, Andro isn't a powder. Andro is a granular. Well, I'm talking, well, then this might not be Andro, but I just know it's a white powder. Okay, are you talking bad. about orthene? Oh, orthene, yes, sir. All right, does it smell to high heaven? Oh, it'll 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 yeah, knock you down. Yeah, that's orthene. Um, orthene. Um, oh, let me back up. Obviously, you're not familiar with the Texas two-step fire ant control. Probably not, sir. Okay. I'm, no, I'm, I'm a young bug. I'm young. There's so, no probably you know. about it. <laughs> you're not familiar with it. Um, yeah. What I need, what you need to do is, and if you'll go into any of my uh, Facebook, not Facebook, if you'll go to any of our websites. Garden lines okay. can be found randylemon.com. You find it at ktrh.com and get into the garden line. You want to do a little, this is a great homework assignment for you, okay? I want okay. you to read whatever you can. You can, here, I'll make it even easier. Google search Randy Lemon and Texas Two Step or okay. Randy Lemon and Fire Ant Control. And anything you find from Texas A&M and KTRH is going to work. The theory is you have to bait everywhere else after and and or before you do the individual mound treatment. You did one step of the two because okay. you're you're smart enough to already already figure out you just moved them. And that's because orthene doesn't necessarily kill the queen, but the bait will go back to the queen over time. The bait has to be and the bait doesn't have to be a quote unquote pure bait. It can actually be things like bifenthrin granules. It can be uh, any number of things that we can broadcast spread out there. And the tip sheets I've done in the past show you the here's the individual mound treatments. Here's the broadcast treatments. If you're very consistent about that, very minimum every six months. If you're consistent about that every three, four months, you're going especially the broadcast, you're going to see better control of fire ants. If all you ever do is... Amdro, if all you ever do is orthene, you're just moving the mounds. Okay. And then another question. Is there, I, I noticed they're sometimes by, they're like on the yard light. Is that just because they're trying to stay warm? Um, is there a reason for that? There, I'm sorry. There's what? Okay. So my yard lights that, you know, I have shining up in my trees. Right. Those tend to have more mounds next to them than anywhere else. Is oh, yeah. They love the that? electricity. Electricity? Okay. Okay. Yeah, they All love right, the vibration of the soil, that that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I look around things like air conditioning uh, units. Uh, I I always tend to get one near this pump for my septic system. Isn't that a hoot? Yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, sir. <laughs> you bet. So you got some Thank homework you. to do, okay? Yes. Yes. Don't sir. let after this slide. Lights, after the Christmas lights, I'll, I'll get on. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I, I don't know. You got you want to get the ants done first. You might want to get the ants done first. I'm just saying. 713-212-KTRH. Guess what I got to do when I get home today? That's right. I stumbled across a big one in the landscape bed when I was... This is so typical. Wait, I'll tell the story when we come back. All right. This is me, gardening, and animal loving all in the same story. Ready? 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. I'm Randy Lemon, and this is The Garden Line. Garden Line with Randy Lemon since 1996. This is a Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH. So, quick little story. I when I get back from doing the radio show today, among many other things, I have a to-do list I've already made for myself. Um, one of them is I've got to get on the big back side of the flower beds. I have two fire ant mounds, and they essentially got moved from probably somewhere in the the acreage. Because I did all the acreage, but I didn't do the flower beds like I should have, especially with the bait. And lo and behold, um, this is like day before Thanksgiving. I'm just walking around doing what I normally do. Like if you have a landscape, you own a home, I walk the property from time to time. My attention got, normally I'm looking for things like fire ant mounds. And... All of a sudden, I see this Weimarimer-looking dog in my backyard. Now, I've said, if you listen to this program before, and this is a very true story, we end up with lots of animals in our yard from time to time. We just do. And then wild animals, domesticated animals, every kind, every kind of cat, every kind of dog, they find their way into our backyard. Those that are obviously friendly, you can get their attention, get them to come over to you. If they, I think, and Anybody that believes this, dogs know dog people. And so this dog came right over. He was all lovey-dovey with me. But I'm between a fence and that. And now all of a sudden I feel myself being, well, hit by fire ants. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I'm wearing one of those soft, velvety type, sweatshirty type things. And so they're all over it. <laughs> I just strip down in the middle of the landscape, run to the house and go get another cover for that oh that was too bad and by the time i got back the dog was gone and he did look like he had a tag but i didn't have a chance to look at it because i was just loving him through the, the metal fence like all right so i know i've got and obviously then thanksgiving hit then yesterday was all about getting the christmas decorations out and um so today i'm working until i get home from work today i can't get rid of those and there, I found out there's a couple of big fire ant mounds in that landscape bed. But I will do both. I will actually do the, the two-step treatment on that entire area. And I will walk around and make sure that there's no other uh, fire ant mounds anywhere. If you follow my logic on that. This is the Garden Line. I am Randy Lemon. Let's uh, do this. A quick little message for our friends 
at Ace Hardware, and it kind of ties back to family life yesterday. So uh, wife and kids were out doing the shopping. I said they went out for Black Friday. Uh, she wanted to invest in all new lights for the Christmas trees that we do. We do multiple Christmas trees in our house. Uh, we've had some lights we've held on to for you know, way, way too many years. And you know how, like, after about three or four years, one in, every once in a while, one out of three strands will go bad on you. So she knew to get some uh, lights. And she was so happy with the deal that she got at some big box store and then came home with it. And we're looking at him. I go, do you know what's wrong with these? <laughs> As they, they were white lights, granted, but they were on white strands. So we've never decorated any of our live Christmas trees with white strand Christmas tree lights. They have to be green to blend into the tree. This is like, ugh, hand to the forehead. What did I do immediately after that? I went to our local Ace Hardware store because I know they're still doing their friends and family sale. And they have got a lot of Christmas decorations on sale through the end of the month. So you still have, what, five more days? 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. So you have 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. Actually, if you count today, you have six more days. Take advantage of this. Today's November 25th. You have through November 30th to take advantage of the great friends and family sale. Go to acehardwaretexas.com to find the closest of the Ace Hardware stores near you. That's acehardwaretexas.com. Look at the friends and family sale online at acehardwaretexas.com. You're going to see uh, everything you need to decorate the house with. Plus, one of our very first calls out of the barrel today, from the it's never too late to do the right thing, but you sure are getting close to it. And said, I said, don't wait till December 1st, right? So you still have five, four or five more days to get to the Ace Hardware stores and stock up on the winterization products that we talk about here on the garden line. So, Get to your local one. They're going to have the lights. They had the lights I needed. Uh, I, I, went, <laughs> I saw someone there I knew. It was like, hey, Randy. Bye, Randy. Well, hey, you're like on a mission. I said, I'm on a singular mission. I need to get these lights so I can line the Christmas trees with it. It was my singular mission. It's the only reason I left the house yesterday. So <laughs> find that Ace Hardware Texas if you're the part of the Greater Houston Ace Retailer Group online at acehardwaretexas.com. We'll do that. We've got one down, three to go. That means hours of garden line. So we had a good start to the morning. See where the questions lead us to in the next hour. And again, if you've got a question, now's a great time to get it in. 713-212-KTRH. Get on hold right now during the news, weather, and traffic break. It means you're going to be the first one up. Hour number two. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. Real quickly, um, I'll monitor emails during the, the next couple of breaks. So if you... Don't want to call in, but you got a question, get in and on the email right now at ktrh.com. course we can because we dig what we do good morning everyone 713-212-KTRH 713-212-5874 I'm Randy Lemon and this is Garden Line I am looking through this old video reminded why it's probably better to just buy a tree than to go through all the peeling of a lemon seed that you don't know is going to guarantee 
getting a lemon. It's just amazing how many layers of the lemon seed you're supposed to have to peel away. And of course, if you don't have fingernails, that's not going to help at all. But Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I just don't even know if that's worth posting, but that's crazy how many different layers of the lemon seed you have to peel away to get to a core lemon to propagate it. It's like, psh, we got the fruit tree sale season coming up in January. January, February for sure. Uh, it's so easy to uh, just buy these trees already propagated for you. And at least uh, the statistical possibility is they're gonna you're going to have a more of a, like 9 out of 10 chance you're going to have the right fruit come from those bought fruit trees at the fruit tree sales than trying to take a seed from a grocery store, bought citrus, and propagate those. You never Really, statistically, it's less than 50% that they'll ever come to the fruit that you want because they're normally grown on some kind of sour orange rootstock. You have to know exactly what rootstock they came from to know what you're about to get. All right, here's the phone number, 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. We have room for you right now. Uh, we we settled the Mejia thing. We don't know any more phone calls on that one. No, Joey got a lot of phone calls after that, but we got that settled. That's a good excuse to tell the Aggie joke. So you don't know this, Joey, but back. So I've been to this 10. Easily good. So I have to do some math in my head. 21 minus 5. So six, yeah, a good 16, 17 years ago. No, 15, 16 years ago. We, uh, they moved uh, the radio show to 950, our sister station, after we gobbled that up. And I told that joke on the air for the first time on KPRC 15, 16 years ago. And the producer, God bless him, still a friend to this day, Jay Junker, took the meanest phone call from some old lady that says, you tell him my son's graduated from A&M. It's the greatest school, and they're so smart. They're not, And he shouldn't be able to tell Aggie jokes like that. And, and he couldn't get a word in edgewise. He kept trying to say, but ma'am, Randy went to A&M. Not only did he taught a course here or there, not only do that, he produced the RC's Locum show. Not only do he'd still be at that job to this day if it weren't for this job. <laughs> not the RC Slocum show. That didn't. That was just very temporary. Uh, but I, I probably, I love that job up at A&M. I was the communications arm for the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at Texas A&M University when it came to radio and television. Um, and I loved doing that job. I really did. But I obviously got an opportunity of a lifetime to come down here and replace Bill Zach. And I jumped at the opportunity. I had no idea it would last two decades later. I really thought I'd do it for a few years and maybe go back to my job at A&M. So 
uh, to that lady to this day, if anybody's allowed, you know, Jay could not even get a word in edgewise saying, if anybody's allowed to tell an Aggie joke, I, I would say it's Randy Lemon. That was so funny because he'd never experienced anything like that. And for him, obviously, lady did not know anything about my heritage or my lineage or whatever you want to call it when it comes to A&M. But uh, I usually have always contended that some of the best Aggie jokes are told by Aggies. 713-212-KTRH is our number. 713-212-5874. So we start this hour off kind of like we started last hour off. I'd love to uh, get a lot of you guys uh, more interested or more involved in our Facebook dealings. Uh, we do a really good job. Uh, again, just if you look at what's posted at the top, that's the, you know, all about compost and the value of the compost, why we do it for top dressing of lawns more than anything else these days. Uh, then we had the, um, the right proper care of house plants in honor of Steve on the Southwest side. And then we, I posted a great fun, you know, a little life lesson type picture of, you know, when you're going through mud Everybody going through mud at different levels. We just go through the same thing at different levels. And uh, two cute, adorable pups that show that difference. And that just gives you an idea. And that's just in the last hour of things that we have posted. Uh, we have some marketing people here at GardenLine that post a lot of stuff for all the different nurseries, the garden centers, the Ace Hardware stores that we endorse and we want you guys to do business with. And like the message said, I think uh, Nikki was doing a great story at the top of the hour about today is Small Business Saturday. Boy, did I miss out on that, mentioning that when I was talking about the Ace Hardware stores. But uh, think about the Ace Hardware stores. They're all individually owned, all right? Um, even though you think of Ace as a national brand, all those stores locally are individually owned. So besides these independent nurseries and garden centers, besides uh, the independent feed stores, and think about the Ace Hardware stores too when you think Small Business Saturday. Great way for you to put the money back into the local community uh, so that you're not doing it with mass merchandise. You're not doing it at big box stores. Uh, we'll, we'll throw that out there a couple more times throughout the day, but it is small business Saturday. So please keep that in mind. And these independent nurseries and garden centers are going to be so grateful, uh, that you're doing that, especially places that sell Christmas trees. Um, you know, the, the, the great deal on a Christmas tree is not a great deal if the tree is already dried out, is it? And that's the problem when you do the mass merchandisers, Christmas trees, that's, you know, the big box stores. Especially if you're thinking you're getting a live Christmas tree. You have no idea how long that thing has actually been sitting in a truck or sitting on the side. I remember there's a big box store not far from my previous house in the Cypress area. And they had uh, stacks of wrapped up Christmas trees, but they're all laying on top of each other. And they're not sitting in water. They're not staying moist. So keep that in mind. One of the great nurseries and garden centers I know carries the freshest Christmas trees is Buchanan's over in the Heights. 611 East 11th Street. If you're inside the loop, this should be your go-to place for all things Christmas. And I'm not just talking about Christmas trees, and I'm not just talking about poinsettias. I'm talking about things like decorations for the house. I'm talking about unusual things like holiday decor, uh, wreaths, decorating, amaryllis, paper whites, those things we think of this time of the year. They've got it all at Buchanan's. And... If you want to be ahead of the crowd, they're one of the first people to always remind us of this. Get your frost cloth. Get your frost cover before we get our first legitimate freeze. 20% off the frost cloths right now at Buchanan. 611 East 11th Street over in the Heights. 611 East 11th Street online. Buchanan'splants.com. But the Christmas trees are in. 
Houston's favorite garden center, always dedicated and devoted to Texas native plants and organic gardening practices. You got to go give them a look-see, especially if you're anywhere inside the loop and you want to enjoy the wonderful scents of a Christmas tree in your house. A live Christmas tree. That is fresh. I want you to think about that for a second. You have no way of knowing at the big box stores or a mass merchandiser or a big mass merchandising Christmas tree tent. You know what I'm talking about? You have no idea the freshness of those trees. Whereas these independent nurseries and garden centers, and we're thinking Small Business Saturday, will really help you out. We got two from the Arbor Gate. I know they're fresh because I got them the day after they came in, and I still cut the bottom off by about an inch on both trees and put them in a deep thing of water. And boy, did they drink water like nobody's business. And they're still drinking water to this day. That's how you know whether the tree is going to be fresh. We're going to take a quick little break. Caesar, it's either Caesar or Cesar. We'll find that out when we come back. But Caesar in Southwest Houston, hang in there. Your call will be up next. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. 713-212-KTRH. 212-5874. I'm Randy Lemon, and this is The Garden Line. Got Randy Lemon? You've got a case of horny citrus. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740, KTRH 713-212-5874. 713-212-KTRH. We're going to get to Cesar or Caesar in just a second. We'll find out how to pronounce his name for sure. I'm kind of just trying to go through these emails as quickly as I possibly can. Um, first of all, this is real quick for Kyle and Everett. There's been a couple of these emails that have come in. Um the 40-degree nights really hurt the tomatoes, bottom line. Unless you did what you could to protect them and kind of raise the temperature inside there and those overnight things, the 40-degree temperatures did a number on the tomatoes, all right? If you just left it out there, especially like Kyle's up in Shenandoah, so that's the northern side, you actually got into the 30s. And if you didn't protect them, I mean provide some kind of heated water source like that, uh, you're probably going to have lost the, the, the tomatoes. The other thing was, uh, what was the other thing I was going to mention real quick? Oh, a microlife. <laughs> microlife is a great fertilizer. It is. It is a great organic fertilizer. But just telling me you threw microlife at it doesn't fix problems. It's, it's a great organic fertilizer. It works best when the soil is right. Just throwing a uh, microlife fertilizer is not a panacea. It is not going to fix anything and everything. I love the product. Everybody that works with it loves the product, but it's not a silver bullet. It's not a panacea. It is good, but it's not a beat-all, end-all. It is When you have a lawn that has never been taken care of and throwing down one layer of microlife and you're not happy with the results, well, the yard has, that soil hasn't been taken care of for years. It's going to take a good year. It's one of those things, and even whether you're using the organic schedule or whether you're using our other schedule, the synthetic schedule, we assume one very minor thing that you have some decent soil to work with for the schedules to work. 
If you want to rebuild that soil, using the MicroLife is a really good way to start. Get the MicroLife 624. You're going to know that name. When we get around to the fruit tree sale season, you're going to need the orange label 624. A lot of good reasons. When we get around to February and, yeah, February, and we do in our roses and our azaleas uh, pruning and everything, you're going to need to know MicroLife 624 and the pink label. Good reasons to have it, but... Please don't tell me you used it one time and it didn't change everything 180 degrees difference. That's not the way it works. Right. But check out microlifefertilizer.com when you get a chance so you can see all those different labels I was talking about. Is it uh, So we go to the call, Caesar or Cesar, which is it? It's like the salad. Caesar. Like Caesar salad. All right, we'll take that. That's it. That's Thanks it. for making me hungry already this morning. What's up? <laughs> All right, Mr. Rindelin, first off, uh, pleasure to talk to you. I listen to your show on a weekly basis, and I'm always out there in my yard trying to keep up with it, keep it nice and trim, and making sure I follow your schedule. Uh, but, man, I'm close to uh, borderline depression here. My my grass, I've got uh, patches of brown here and there, and, you know, I'm assuming it's the uh, time of the year, but man, it, every time I look around it, there's another one, you know, growing around the corner. So, um, as I mentioned, I, I have been keeping up with your schedule. Uh, I pretty much made a decision to go, uh, to go organic, uh, last, uh, October, uh, as per your schedule, instead of doing a winterizer, I did the micro life, uh, uh, equivalent of it. Um, what can I do? Uh, well, uh, if you did the microlife equivalent of it, did you use their brown patch control? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, here's and, the problem. Uh, look, I, I got to separate this thing in three different categories for you. All right. When you get brown patch, if you don't do a treatment right away and then do it every 21 days thereafter, it's going to grow. It's going to keep expanding. And even if you do it every 21 days, there's a chance it might still expand. Good news, bad news. Good news is it's not going to kill the yard. Bad news is it is what it is right now. There's nothing you can do about it, all right, if it truly is brown patch, the fungal disease. Circular patterns in the yard, yellowing, browning. But there's plenty of green grass in intermixed in all that yellowing, green, browning. Right? Yes. That's brown patch. If you want to control it organically, you we've talked about this in detail, especially was it last weekend or weekend before that? And we posted it on Facebook, on, and it's the one that's pinned to the top of the page right now. The value of compost top dressing for the ultimate organic control of brown patch. Once you go with an organic schedule, you can't put out synthetic fungicides. That's that what I said last week. We really went into detail about that. Net, we call it never the twain shall meet. You cannot do organic method and then do a synthetic fungicide. It defeats the purpose of the organic stuff. So if you're going to do a true treatment of brown patch organically, you're going to do compost top dressing. Okay. What? Uh, oh, and what you can do it today. It doesn't have to be done at a certain time of the year. You can do compost top dressing any time of the year. Is there a specific, uh, should I just continue with the microlife compost? The microlife, if you're going to stay on the organic schedule, yes. But if you really want to treat this organically, you've got to do compost top dressing ASAP. Okay. Now, you say compost top dressing. Uh, do I just bring, do I just buy that out in the store? Is there a bag? You can buy bags of it. I, you know, we, 
I say we prefer, that's not the right choice of words. We tend to think that because compost top dressing requires more than a cubic yard at any given time, it's better to have it delivered in bulk if you're going to do it yourself. Um, I'm, I need you to read about compost top dressing. I'm guessing you really don't know much about it. That is correct. Okay. If you don't know anything about it, we've got to get you on a homework assignment. Read about mm-hmm. it because it is not the easiest thing for the homeowner to do. Usually when people want to do it themselves, uh, you need to have a lot of time. You need to have a lot of elbow grease and back ability, bending over, because you're going to be scooping little tiny piles evenly all over the yard and then scratching that in with a leaf rake. Or you can hire the companies that we recommend that do compost top dressing for you, like Green Pro. Now, people go, well, I'm not going to pay that much for them to come out and spread compost. Fine. Then you're a do-it-yourselfer. But don't blow off the compost top dressing because you're thinking, well, I can't afford to have them do that, Well, and I'm not going to do the work. If you're not going to do the work or not going to pay the money, then you're going to deal with this for the rest of your life's existence. Okay. I mean, my, my like I said, my yard's being uh, green and understand brown patch don't worry doesn't kill it we can grow ourselves out of it next spring you can either go with it you can compost top dress it or you can shift back to a synthetic schedule and if you do that then you every you know just under every three weeks you need to be putting out a new fungicide the irony is you put out fungicides you're killing all the beneficial bacteria all the beneficial fungi of an organic schedule okay so, bottom line, read your article. I really need you. And right now, all you got to do is go to, because um, we'll take you to a bunch of different links. If you go to Facebook, the thing that's pinned to the top of the page is called The Value of Compost. The Value of Top Dressing with Black Compost like that. Okay, do that and uh, just go from, the article should uh, lead me to what I need to Yeah, do. and that'll, it'll kind of take you whether you're going to do it yourself or whether you're going to hire somebody to do it for you. Man, I have a joke on that for you. You love it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Good luck with that. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you bet. It. And here's I, I can talk about this all day long if you guys want me to, but we'd love to take other questions. And we got a couple other calls on the board we'll get to. 713-212-KTRH. 713-212-5874. Doing this compost top dressing, it's also going to make the brown patch look worse right away because it's extracting it. It's pulling it up from the ground. Just something to think about if you ever want to do that. This is the Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. I'm Randy Lemon, and we'll be back in just a little bit. Some angry music this morning, there, dude. All right, so from the. Uh, Sorry, something caught my attention. It's really weird. I should not be looking at the computer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And trying to talk at the same time. <laughs> it's not, not a good thing for me. Uh, I don't know whether this deal is good through past November 30th. Let's make the assumption it's not. And we get to kind of do small business Saturday to boot, all right? There are six Lansdowne Moody locations, family-owned and operated here in the Gulf Coast. And they have some of the best stuff out there from the Kubota to you name it, the Kubota especially. And you think tractors, you think Kubota, I got all that. But for the Guardline listener, they've got the ZTR mowers on sale. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. They called it a closeout. They called it an inventory reduction. What it all means is big savings for you if you get into a ZTR mower with lots of models to choose from. From the simple Kubota Commander for the typical homeowner to people with more acreage, you want the Z1000s or the Z700 series, gas or diesel. They've got a ZTR, a zero-turn radius mower that you want at prices you're going to love. So I'd say I usually ask what's stopping you from getting in one of these Kubota ZTRs, and you may be thinking, well, the deal better be good. Well, I don't know how much longer the deal is going to last, but one thing I do know, the grass never stops growing around here, so we're cutting year-round, and you might as well do it in a ZTR, might as well do it in a Kubota ZTR, might as well get to the six locations of Lansdowne Moody, lmtractor.com. That's lmtractor.com, and ladies, I promise you, whereas ladies don't want an appliance like a bread maker or a vacuum as a Christmas present. I know this. I've been married long enough. Guys do want something to work in the yard with as Christmas presents. So if you want to arrange to have a Kubota delivered for Christmas, I'm just saying. Here we go. Sarah is in Baytown up next. If I hit the right button. Sarah, good morning. Good morning. What's up? I have a 50-year-old, approximately 50-year-old gardenia bush in my backyard. And we are looking, we're getting ready to move. And this gardenia bush has been in my family for since it was planted. And we're trying to figure out what the best way is to take clippings or something from it so we can take it to the new house. Okay, I have a, a tip sheet online called Propagation Made Easy. Okay. Uh, you're going to want to do the woody cutting version, all right? There's three different... You know, there's like succulent, semi-wood. You want to do the woody cutting. Um, but I would definitely go in and get that. That way, you're reading about it. You're doing a little bit of that, quote-unquote, homework on the side. Right. Um, and that also take you... That also probably take you to a couple other sites that are really helpful in doing propagation. I would tell you that now is not the time to do it. If you can't wait until the springtime... Okay, let's do it. All right. It'll but, be probably the first of March when we great. are ready. Great, excellent, to excellent, excellent. Now, does that mean you don't take some cuttings right now? This is a, uh, and by the way, it's semi hardwood, not hardwood. Semi hardwood cutting that you're going to be doing. Okay. I would do some with some cuttings right now. All right. What okay. you're going to need to have on hand, and, and again, reading this tip sheet will help you. Uh, you're going to need you know, several little small pots or several clear two-liter bottles, and you're going to cut those things like in half. Uh-huh. You can put drainage holes at the bottom of it. You're trying to get like these cuttings to take hold. You're going to need to get a rooting hormone. 
that you dip okay. the cutting into. And you're going to need to do a lot of reading, right? So we do a batch now. We baby those things. We treat them like they're puppies that we're trying to raise, all right? Right. You ever raise puppies or kittens? All the time. Okay, so treat them like puppies or kittens, okay? And yes, sir. You'll, that way, and then we're, right before we do the move, we're going to take a whole new series of semi-hardwood cuttings. And okay. that way we are going to... We're going to ensure viability of this thing because a 50-year-old gardenia is not going to be moved without killing it. Right. And it, it's just, you know, one of those sentimental things you kind of want to take with you. Yes, we, we believe in silly mental value around here. Well, I, and and by the way, putting microlife on that thing, it blooms from May to October. It's great, but please, you're going against my uh, my message a minute ago. Everybody thinks that microlife is going to solve every problem out there. It's not that simple. <laughs> oh, I know. We, Obviously, we you had some decent yard. soil. <laughs> Obviously, you had some decent soil to begin with if that thing was that, that old. Yes. But now, I I'm going to explain real quick for everybody out there. Sarah did not get my joke in the middle of all that. Ready? Here we go. It's a play on words. I'm always big on it. Ready? It's okay. not sentimental value. It's silly mental value. Okay. Oh. Get it? Yes. I got we it. do things for silly mental value around here a lot. All right. 713-212-KTRH is the phone number. 713-212-5874. 212-KTRH. 212-5874. Um, there was one story I was going to tell real quick, but I forgot what it was. Oh, it had to do with Mahaya again. Uh, so we, thanks to Nikki, we've had some fun with the name Mejia today. That's the town in Texas, but it's also, and I'm not kidding you. If you lived anywhere around Waco, like I did in the early 1980s, mid 1980s, most, a lot of people pronounce it Mejia. I'm not a kid. You know that town Mejia over there? <laughs> so I learned the name Mejia and Bahair. You know what Bahair is? Mahair would be, if Mahaya is Mahair, Bahaya is Bahair. <laughs> Learned that in my time in Waco, Texas. Judy in Spring Branch up next. Judy, good morning. Hi, good morning. Morning. Hi, good morning. I have a question about my hibiscus. I planted it too close to the front of the flower bed, so now it's blocking things. And I don't know if I should move it to the back. Or just prune it. Um, is it going to get enough sun? Oh, it gets lots of sun. Okay. Then I just leave it and protect it because a hibiscus being moved, especially at this time of the year, is like a death sentence. Yeah, I kind of thought that. If you want to move it, wait till April, May, when it's like really like profusely actively growing. That okay. way we know the root systems are super developed and super hardy. Oh, okay. Okay. You follow my logic? Yeah, I do. I tried moving one before and it barely returned, but this thing is so tall. Um, well, you know you can cut these things more often than you think. Oh, okay. In fact, the more you do cut them, the more blooms you get down lower. Oh, great. Great. I will do that. 
should I cut it now or wait till spring? Sure. Uh, actually, here's the reason you cut it now. This is just a little sidebar issue. And you're in the spring branch area, so you're kind of in that great microclimate where it's never going to get as cold as it does up north and, right. or out west. So if you cut it, you will encourage new growth. Maybe you'll get a few more blooms before our first frost. But by cutting it, you've now made it easier to cover if we do get a frost. Oh, good point, good point. Right. Right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is what we're here for. I like it when people point out that that's a good point. (laughs) That's what we're here for, is point those things out. 713-212-KTRH is the number. You can grab Judy's open line and Sarah's open line. Judy and Sarah have been answered. They have gone off the air, but they are probably still listening, and that means you can get in on those open lines. 713-212-KTRH. So put this on your calendar if you haven't already. Saturday, December 2nd, I do believe. I have to look at the calendar real quick. (laughs) Uh, Saturday, December 2nd at the Arbor Gate. It's their big Christmas open house. It is basically a party, all right? It is Saturday, December 2nd. Starts at 2 o'clock. From what I'm reading here, the Christmas open house, it's fun, it's food, it's merriment. They've got live music, a great time for you to walk around. And here's your best inside secret of the day. If you get to the Arbor Gate, well, today, go get your Christmas trees. The The best source of fresh, live, and I mean big, Christmas trees. These aren't all the same size like the mass merchandisers, right? You get you get a big one filled, two-story atrium if you want to out there um all the way down to small size but all fresh some of the best christmas trees around we, we've been getting our christmas trees the lemon family from there for gosh going on easily 10 years now um and we got two of them you know one for one room one for another room one's pretty small it's called our wine and cheese tree and we get all our decorations in places like the arbor gate as well uh keep that in mind um i got off the beaten track so saturday december 2nd Christmas open house. Come see. I'll be there for a little bit of it for sure. But the inside secret today, tomorrow, all the way through the Christmas open house, you can be buying your fruit trees. They stock fruit trees year round, especially citrus and avocado. You know, you usually think you can't get citrus and avocado until January, February, March. You can get them year round at the Arbor Gate. FM 2920, a mile and a half west to 249. That's the Arbor Gate. FM 2920, a mile and a half west to 249. Online, ArborGate, A-R-B-O-R, ArborGate.com. They are op- going to be open today, right? I believe at 9 a.m. And you can also put on your calendar. Come see me and my son. I know we'll be hanging out there. Sunday, Saturday, December 2nd, starting at 2 o'clock. This green thumb don't wash off. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. I found my future workout. You ready? Joey, listen closely. Okay. This is my future workout for people aging like I am. Uh, I need plenty of room, but uh, I'm going to start with a five-pound potato bag in each hand. Extend my arms straight out from the sides and hold them there as long as you can. Try to reach one full minute, then relax. Each day, you're going to find that you can hold this position for just a bit longer. After a couple of weeks, move up to 10-pound potato bags. 
then try 50-pound potato bags, and eventually you'll get to where you can lift 100-pound potato bag in each hand and hold your arm straight for more than a full minute. After you feel confident at this level, put a potato in each bag. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. They had me going. I was like, dang, I don't think I could ever get up to 50-pound bag. Where are you going to get a 50-pound bag of potatoes? <laughs> Where are you going to get 100 <laughs> Up from a potato farmer, dude. Come on, this is garden line. Oh, man. Uh, it's 713-212-KTRH is a number. 713-212-5874. Here's Danielle and pass a get down, Dina. Morning, Danielle. Hello, Randy. What's going on? I mistakenly bought a second gallon of Medina has to grow instead of soil activator. So I think you've answered this before. Can I use it every two weeks, or what should I do? You can do both. I mean, you didn't do anything wrong by doing this. The Medina has to grow. But if you're trying to activate the soil, if you're trying to remediate the soil, we got to get back out there with the soil activator. Okay. Well, I didn't have any flood damage or anything. It's just... You know, even we've tried to tell this message a lot over the last two months. It doesn't matter whether you had floodwaters or not. The soil activator is important for people that had, oh, I don't know, 30 inches of rain in four days. <laughs> okay. Will do. All right, but you didn't do anything wrong. Um, and, you know, if you're consistent with the soil activator from that point on, it kind of remediates itself. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yeah, like you like the tone I use on that, ladies and gentlemen. It's like soil activator is good for floodwaters. Yeah, it's also good for people that had 30 plus inches in four days because it just hammered out, soaked out, leached out any good stuff we have left behind. Uh, We're going to have to take a break here for news, weather, and traffic coming up. Uh, I'd rather give you more time than not. So, Sarah and Spring Branch, if you'll just hang in there, we'll get back to you at 713-212-KTRH. Give you plenty of time at the top of next hour. we got two hours down, two left to go here on the Garden Line, 713-212-KTRH. Don't forget, it is Small Business Saturday. So, if you can, as an honor to Garden Line and those businesses that help sponsor us, um, I'm trying to think. We don't have any national uh, chain, any national big box, anything that we, uh, we endorse around here. Ace Hardware is a national name, but they're all independently owned in the Houston market. So that's a good example of Small Business Saturday that you can help out. Uh, we're talking about several other Small Business Saturdays from nurseries and garden centers to feed stores that hopefully you guys will uh Take the time to visit today or tomorrow or the next few days uh, as you get ready for the Christmas holidays. 713-212-KTHV. Follow-up questions like we just had that one in Pasadena. That's, you know, using Medina has to grow liquid plant food is not what you need for soil activator. But if you do it one time, it's all good. There's nothing bad that can come from a one-time use of that as well. And then last but not least, I, I have got to, if Joey, if you'll help remind me, on the call screener i have it i just need to put it together here in a little bit i got before and after pictures of the bacon wrapped turkey on the big green egg um pretty dang i didn't get one complaint let's put it that way uh we had a bacon eating moment before we pulled it off 
everybody got a, a chance to get a piece of the bacon, which was phenomenal, uh, and that peeled off of the bacon, uh, peeled off the turkey. And then the big turkey, about 16-pound turkey on the big green egg. Um, I've never, we fed technically 16 people. Seven of them are kids, and they don't eat all, you know, not going to eat a whole half-pound turkey themselves. But there was very little turkey left after our Thanksgiving, thanks to the Big Green Egg. If you um, have seen all the good positive messages and why you should get one, then get into one of the 22 of the 35 Ace Hardware stores because they'll get you the free bag of charcoal and the free box of fire starters by mentioning Garden Line's name. Big Green Egg, totally changed your cooking experiences. It has for us for the last two years on Thanksgiving. I don't think we can do it any other way from this day going forward. And I'll show you the pictures before and after very shortly. Get the deal. 22 of the 35 Ace Hardware stores. Call, get online, however you got to find out. Do you have the Big Green Egg? You can just do that at acehardwaretexas.com, but there's only 22 of the 35. That's a lot that have the deal where you get the free bag and the free box as long as you mention our name. Big Green Egg, totally change your cooking experiences. We had a long discussion about how to cook wings on the Big Green Egg after Thanksgiving, too. we can because we dig what we do good morning everyone welcome back it is the saturday edition of garden line 807 are you just now getting up well we've covered a lot of territory already for the first two hours we got two left to go well the remainder of this hour and then one other after that we go from 6 to 10 a.m every saturday and sunday exclusively here on news radio 740 ktrh uh, we also have a lot of fun at the top and the bottom every hour with uh new- lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's anchor Nikki Courtney. I got a, I got a great story idea trail you can start developing right now. You ready? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. Um, but we're going to, I think we're going to have to talk more about it tomorrow morning. I just wanted to get you uh, hooked on this. Okay. So after tonight's game, and AM will lose to LSU because <laughs> they haven't ever beaten him under Kevin Sumlin, uh, the question was, does that save his job? No, it does not save his job. He's gone after this game no matter what. So y'all ready? Uh-huh. The c- coaching carousel. It is fascinating. So he's gone. Brett Bielema from Arkansas is already fired. Gone. I'm shocked that uh, the AD at Texas Tech came out and said uh, Cliff Kingsbury's job was saved last night by beating Texas. <laughs> so that was another potential opening. Uh, UCLA is open. Oregon State will be open. Nebraska will be open. Uh, M- Mississippi, Old Miss, is going to be open. If uh, the Mississippi State coach Dan Mullen goes to Florida, that opens up Mississippi State, and, and the list goes on and on. Wow. Florida's kind of open, too. 
right now. I think they think they have. But this is like the coaching carousel is going to be huge because even if they bring in like the likes of the Central Florida coach who's undefeated right now in NCAA football by winning last night against uh, South Florida, uh, if he goes, Scott Frost, then that opens up Central Florida again. (laughs) Wow, musical chairs. It is going to be crazy this year. So your musical chair, carousel, whatever you want to call it, head coaching changes, it, it got started last night after Arkansas lost to Missouri. I want you to stay up on this whole thing for me, okay? I'll sure try, yeah. Because yeah. you're in the newsroom. You, you'll know about it. Of course. First, everything. So keep up with that. And it all starts after, and I, I say this knowing I'm going to talk about Ma's Nursery. Diehard Aggie fan. <laughs> Jim Ma's, Ma's Nursery. Oh. But we, I know we'll watch the game tonight and be totally, well, expecting that disappointment once again because they don't know how to beat LSU, and especially in LSU. But Jim Moss, diehard Aggie fan, and, you know, you can see it throughout his place. He's got Aggie decorations here and there. But it doesn't have to be an Aggie fan. You can be an LSU fan. You can be a Texas fan. You can be a U of H fan. You name it. They have all those kind of decorative accessories for decorating your outdoors, landscape art, all college-related if you need that. But they also have everything. And we've always said this about Ma's Nursery. If uh, you can't find it at Ma's Nursery, it probably doesn't exist. And that really comes in the world of landscape art. Um doing all kinds of things with wood and steel, uh, you name it, they've got it over there at Ma's Nursery. They've got everything on my schedule, and it's a unique place. It's eight acres unique. Bring your walking shoes. You're going to want to walk the whole property so you can see all the cool things that they have. They're at 5511 Toddville Road in Seabrook, 5511, 5511 Toddville Road in Seabrook. And they will take care of the Garden Line customer like nobody's business. You tell them you heard it on Garden Line, they're going to know you're there for a very special purpose and what you need to get. Walk with them. Talk with them. Get some advice. Uh, When it comes to landscaping down there near the water, the Clear Lake area, Seabrook, Kima, if you need a landscaper, they do it. They do it different from most areas. They want you to bring in pictures of your landscape, a plot, and then they'll sit down and talk with you first. And then they'll get everything scheduled for you if you want them to do the landscaping. So 5511 Toddville Road in Seabrook, online, Ma's Nursery, M-A-A-S, M as in Ma's, M as in Mike, Ma's, M-A-A-S, nursery.com. There's a map that shows you how to get there from wherever you're coming from because we truly mean this. We say this all the time, and it's worth it. It's worth the trip no matter where you're coming from. All right, let's get to uh, Sarah's been there the longest. Sarah in Spring Branch, she called right before we went to the news break, so she had the patience to hang on during that. And we'll get to Sarah now at 713 212-KTRH. Morning, Sarah. Hey, Randy. How are you today? Good. What can we help you with? A flower bed. I have a flower bed with nothing but clay, and before I put any more plants in it, I need to amend that soil. What do you suggest? Rose soil. Rose? Yeah, we build beds, and we build it with rose soil. We want a raised bed so that the root systems of newly bought and purchased plants will take off. Um, we have, uh, written about it in books and stuff for years. And it's, if you want to build the perfect beds for us in the Houston area, it starts with rose soil. Unfortunately, lately there's been a, a decline in the quality of rose soil. So, um, where you get it and what brand you get is going to be more important. You're in spring branch. You're not far from I 10 and Voss road. Uh, there's a place there today you need to get to called the ground up. Okay. That, that one that's close to Spring Branch, the ground up, has the best rose azalea soil closest to you. Oh, okay. Whether you get it by the bulk or by the bag. Okay. Well, thanks. You got it. Bye. All right. Uh, next up is going to be 
Bill in Cyprus. Hold on one second, Bill in Cyprus. I have to do one thing. I had to make a note on something here. Okay, that's why. Never mind. Making notes to myself. Let me remind me to talk in detail about the ground up since I just brought that up, will you, Joey? Right after we do Bill in Cyprus. Bill, good morning. Oh, I didn't hit the right button. See, I got off track there and didn't hit the right button. Bill in Cyprus, take two. It's your turn. Yes, good morning, Randy. What's up? I've, I've got uh, some problems with my gardenias, and I sent you some photos. Yeah, and you're going to always have. Those are dwarf gardenias, aren't they? Yes. Okay, let, and, me, uh, let me be very blunt, okay? Okay. I hate dwarf gardenias. They never work here. Okay. They always struggle. Um, what kind of what kind of uh, mulch is that? It's uh, cypress. It's cypress. Uh, mulch. Right. Okay, that that's part of the problem too. Uh, you have to use like a compost as a mulch if you really want to do gardenia as well. It's all about the acid in the soil. Uh, that's not bad. I've seen much worse from the pictures you just sent. Mm-hmm. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, Bill played this out perfectly. He sent a request for sending pictures last hour. He got those posted in the last half hour, and I'm able to pull them up by his email address that he gave to producer Joey G, and uh, we ended up pulling them up right as he was calling in on the air. So that's not the worst I've ever seen. If I were to want to fix that, I would probably get a product like Ladybug's Mama's Homebrew. It's a 636. I want to green these up. This is more of a necrosis problem than anything else. And okay. it's probably happening because of the cypress mulch. If you could like scrape away two foot around that and maybe put compost in there, that will help that a little bit. But if these crater, you're not alone. Dwarf gardenias just struggle here unless we have them in their own perfectly raised bed of azalea soil or in their own container of azalea soil. I've, I've got a row of them that are just on the other side of the sidewalk, and they're they're doing wonderful. Okay, here's here's a fun and, thing you can do. Okay. You can't do it for me right now, but if you want to call in tomorrow after you've done this and confirm this. So, so we're going to scrape away a lot of this cyp uh, cypress or whatever it is, the, the mulch that you have. I want you to get a little soil sample uh, about maybe six, eight inches away from the base of the trunk of that so where you're able to get a few inches of soil and bring it out like you're doing a soil sample i don't know if you have any geology in your background you want to slide it out perfectly and then i want you to put that like on a piece of white paper and then i want you to go to the other ones that are looking fine i want you to take that soil sample and slide it out i will bet money that the soil on the good ones is much richer much darker less clay probably just a better soil environment for those you can grow these but everything has to be absolutely perfect soil-wise. Okay, I kind of figured it was a soil problem, but I wasn't wasn't exactly sure. Yeah, your picture is a perfect example. It's just it's feeding. I mean, I'm looking at the yellowing. I don't see disease. I see necrosis. I see a feeding problem here. Okay. the The other problem that I had, and that the third photo shows this, is where the leaves kind of turn pale and they lose their gloss. They're not a deep green. They just kind of lose yeah, their gloss. Yeah, that's the progression. Your okay. pictures are kind of perfect in the progression, by the way. Okay. If you take the first one, that's what I always see first. Then the, if it just keeps getting worse, it's the, it's the third one in your progression. Okay. Well, I'll do that. I'll scrape Or that, you uh, do decide, I really, I, I understand what Randy's saying. These things are really going to struggle in this kind of environment. There's so many other plants, like a, 
I'll give you a, a couple of suggestions when we come back. Okay, I got to take a break. Look at the clock. Uh, producers playing music in the background. When we come back, I'll throw out a couple of suggestions I think are much better for small plants versus a dwarf gardenia. Smaller, a little bit of color in the leaves. We're not talking about flowering plants, but just a good-looking replacement for a dwarf gardenia in a situation like this. 713-212-KTRH is our number, 212-5874. We can get in a couple open lines right now, 212-KTRH. 212-5874. So here's the detail about the ground up. They have four locations that are open today for bulk and for bag. They have their $5 bag sale still going on through the end of the year. They have that rose and azalea soil for $5 a bag. To find the closest of those four locations, go to thegroundup.com. We talked about compost top dressing earlier today. The tip sheet mentions vegetative compost is best for compost top dressing. They have one of the best vegetative compost out there, whether you get it by bulk, delivered to your house in those super sacks, or in even bigger trucks, you still, again, start at thegroundup.com. Bulk or bag, and the $5 bags of soil, soil, $5 bags of soil, I emphasize that. Compost by the bags is still the same normal price. But the bags of all their different soils, they're trying to get rid of the old bags. They want to get into their new bags. So they're selling their soils at ridiculously low price at $5 a bag. Go to thegroundup.com to find the four retail locations. And then look into the super sacks if you need more than bags. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. You can kiss our grass. Lemongrass, that is. All right, we'll get right back to Bill. I hope you're still there. Are you there, Bill? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Still All right, there. I want you to write down a couple of these names, okay? And these are things that I've done in the past, too, when I had to replace smaller, you know, not really big shrubs. Because dwarf gardenias, people like them because they're compact to a certain area. And they have that kind of yellow tinge to the leaf naturally. And they... That's what people are after besides the flowering action, all right? But we know that dwarf gardenias don't work so well around here compared to the old standard gardenias. Um, I've, had, I've requested many people in the past to replace it with five. I'm going to give you a list of five names. One's called a sunshine ligustrum. It's not ligustrum like you think of, a tiny little yellow leaf plant. Sunshine okay. ligustrum. Another yellow leaf plant is Cuban Golden Duranta, D-U-R-A-N-T-A, Duranta. It's the yellow Durantas we have right now. Um, dwarf wax myrtles, more green. Dwarf wax myrtles, a great fill-in for that. Foxtail ferns, I love foxtail ferns for filling in holes like that. And you have that kind of little bit of hint of yellow to the leaves, or the little needles. And then muley grass, Gulf Coast muley, M. U-H-L-Y, M-U-H-L-Y, Muley. Makes sense? Do, do those all hold up fairly well in the winter when we get All the, of those the hold up okay if you cover them. Like, okay. uh, the, I've never had to cover the Sunshine Ligustrum. I've only covered the Cuban Gold Duranta when I know we're going to get down below 25 for a long period of time. But just wrapping them with a frost cover is excellent. Uh, the dwarf wax myrtle will put up with anything. The foxtail fern will put up with anything. And the muley grass will look sad during the winter months, but it always comes right back. Okay, very good. I'll, I'll try those. Okay. Thank you very much, Randy. Thanks for hanging in there so we could follow up on that and try to stay on schedule because Joey is a slave driver. He tries to keep me on schedule. Jerry is in Conroe up next. Good morning, Jerry. 
Good morning, Randy. I have a, a problem with uh, snails. I got it in a load of uh, mulch that I put in my garden about four years ago, and they just ate everything that was there. So I waited two years. I didn't plant a summer garden or a winter garden, and this year I decided to do a winter garden. I put in shards and collards and uh, broccoli and stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, uh, according to my friend down there owns a bee store he said to use just fill up some caps full of beer and set along yeah that's a that's a fun way that's more for let's show the kids something interesting i did this one time many years ago at our house in cyprus haven't done it since and i remember showing some family members afterwards hey look at all the and you just cheap beer like no no name beer the worst beer possible is all it takes and pie tins but <laughs> Joey's saying Lone Star in my ear. Uh, okay, um, you know I, I hate to waste beer. Yeah, I know that. But if there's a beer you don't ever drink, yep. this is a great way to use it. It's it's more of a parlor trick than anything. The way I answer this question for you, Jerry, is if I woke up in your shoes and Randy Lemon, how would I handle this? We'd call it a two-step approach for slugs and snails. You get a granular version of something called Sluggo or Sluggo Plus, one of the two. Sluggo yeah, or Sluggo available. Plus. It's available, yeah. And you scatter it every square inch of dirt, mulch, wherever. All right? You also make a ring of diatomaceous earth around the base of each plant that you can. Yeah. A ring of diatomaceous earth. Those two things together do a great job. I've also been a proponent of a, uh, that's a, by the way, a great organic way. It's, it works. And, oh, by the way, it's organic. If you don't care about the organic, then the Rain Tough Mini Pellets, Deadline Rain Tough Mini Pellets, will work. And they'll last a lot longer because of that Rain Tough ability. Uh, that tends to work really well, too. But you have to have, I'd still do the diatomaceous earth if I was doing the Rain Tough Mini Pellets. Whatever I do as a granular, I'm still going to do the DE either as a perimeter treatment on the whole garden. If I had, like, a garden, I could do a perimeter treatment. Make that line of diatomaceous earth or make a ring around each plant. They have to cross that mulch, that soil, to get to the plant. They start at the base. They don't fly. Right. <laughs> they have to start at the base and move their way up. Well, if you get them to cross a ring of diatomaceous earth, they're goners. Yeah, okay. All uh, right. Uh, yeah, but when diatomaceous earth gets wet, it's gone. Right. right. It's a yeah, um, sluggo. You don't have to replace it after rains, but diatomaceous earth you do. Okay, I appreciate your help. All right, good luck with that. Thanks, That's sir. weird that you brought in a load with a mulch and that they lived that long. Uh, <laughs> any of that. All right, so what's the worst beer you can use for that? We could, like, do a a a, uh, a great little poll on that. Gee, and here's what I did. Seriously, um, we had all this beer left over from a party that we had bought all this beer in a uh, what do you call it a charity event and all this beer came with this cooler and so we had a party for it and but there was one beer i knew i didn't like and so i set that aside and did a little test you do it with pie tins by the way pie tins that way they're low profile the they if they're going across they're going to kind of dip down into the pie tin they're not going to crawl up the pie tin so you have to kind of make a dip, depression in the soil or in the mulch to where the pie tin sits down there. Makes sense, everyone? And then you pour, 
and when I say no label beer, it always seems to work the best. The worse the beer, the better it works. The higher in the beer, the less they're going to go for it. There's something about the uh, just the bland hopping hops of a regular beer versus the I guess you'd say generic hops. Oh, who cares anymore? I'm not going to talk in detail about it anymore. This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH. Uh, let us talk in detail real quick about Pierscapes because they're the ones to call if you want to do landscape lighting this year. And you're thinking, why am I talking Pierscapes, a landscape company, about landscape lighting? Because that's hardscapes. Pierscapes is hardscapes. Hardscapes is landscape lighting as well as fire, water, stone, all that kind of stuff and metal. They do it all and they do it well at Pierscapes. Tom Pierce is the head man, P-E-A-R-C-E. Tom Pierce started the company. He's still around. He's still going out and doing the original bids. But he can do your landscape lighting more cost-effectively than the overpriced landscape lighting. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Outfits out there. All you have to do is call this number. 281-370-5060. Yeah, for landscaping. Hardscapes for sure. And landscape lighting these days. 281-370-5060. 281-370-5060. That's Peerscapes. Call them. Tell them Randy Lemon sent you by. I realize Thanksgiving's over. Okay, I just passed. We just did it two days ago. And maybe this is a message we should have brought out for Star of Hope Mission before then, but they will still do the same thing for Christmas. So I need you to keep this in mind when I talk about holiday meals. I'm not just talking Thanksgiving. Through the Star of Hope Mission, you can provide a hot holiday meal for a homeless man, a woman, or family for just $2.26. That's a gift that's the right size and color, whatever you want to, as we go into the holiday season. How many people can you help feed this holiday season at the Star of Hope Mission? It takes just $2.26 per person, really, so that they can make one of your dollars go a long way at the Star of Hope Mission. Your generous holiday donations can also offer struggling individuals and families hope for a better future through long and short-term recovery programs. How can you give? A lot of different ways. But I want you to do the financial part if you can give that way, knowing that just $2.26 will feed one person a holiday meal. So that means there's a lot you can feed with your giving. SOHmission.org. Go there first, www.SOHmission.org, and help the Star of Mo- help the Star of Hope Mission in homelessness, one life, one family at a time. SOHmission.org. So when I talk holiday meals, I'm not just talking Thanksgiving. That's what my point is. Here is Bill in Seabrook up next. Morning, Bill. Good morning, Randy. I have a couple of questions. Uh, I planted uh, 10 diapendias from Chile, uh, two, three reds and uh, some pinks, and I've lost all of them but two, and I'm curious, as to, am I watering them too much? Do you need to be planting them high or fertilizer, or, or what's the care of a diapendia? Are you talking delphinium? No, no. 
It's it's native from Chile. Well, if it's native to Chile, it's probably not going to work here. <laughs> Pretty simple math there. Uh, spell what you think this is. D-I-A. P-E-N-D-I-A. Diapendia. Right. Well, you got me. You, you sure it's not Dilapendia? Yeah, I left the L out. Dilapendia, uh. <laughs> right, that's it. All right. Well, Dilapendia would fall into the Mandavia group, and Diapendia is a... Diplapendia, I should say, um, or Dilapendia is... Definitely native to Chile. Let me look up a couple more things. I think that if you want something like that, you're just gonna have to settle for Mandavia in the future. Uh, when you and I'm not over simplifying this, but it is that simple. There are plants that cannot grow here because you think about the elevation and the temperature differences in a country like Chile versus you know Texas. If we were in California we might be able to replicate that a little bit different. So if you like what a Dilapindia is, then you need to go with Mandavias here. Okay, but but I understand those names are sort of interchangeable. Mandavia being a, a Oh, no, no, no. If you're uh, if you're looking up brand, like native plants in certain areas, uh let me give you a, a simple example that just jumps to my head, okay? Um what we think of as azaleas are from the rhododendron family, but we cannot do rhododendrons here. You see my point? Yeah. Okay, Se- second question, is it too late to put out winter fertilizer? No, if you get it done, ASAP. That was actually our very first call out of the barrel this morning. That was kind of funny because I, I did bring up the point that's like, hey, guys, I've been talking about that window for two months what you been thinking about? Why you been? We'll call our first caller. I don't know if that was uh, was that. No, it wasn't. Uh, Dave was a uh, Steve. Ugh, I can't remember our first call out of the barrel, but it was kind of funny because he was he was coming up with every excuse in the book why he had put it off and put it off. Painting the house for two weeks. Uh, the family coming in is it like it's starting to sound like that. Uh, oh, you need to find that for me. I think we have it on. Uh, Wire ready, or what do we call it? NCS or WCS? What do you call your big computer in there for all the files? But we have John Belushi from the Blues Brothers giving uh, every excuse in the book to Carrie Fisher, if you remember that in the Blues Brothers. I know I've got that in there somewhere. But the first call out of the barrel, I was giving a hard time to. It was like, why are you, you know, why are you just not getting around? The good news is the window's still open, but it's closing fast. And the last couple that now, granted, you're in Seabrook. This is the best news of all. Bill, being in Seabrook, you didn't have the 39, 40-degree nights like some people had up in the Woodlands or Tomball. And it's those 40-degree temperatures for long periods of time that help shut down the soil temperatures to make the winterizer ineffective. Well, Mandevilla grow right here. Yes, Mandevilla does great here. But you got to get the right variety because they've been propagated for this area. And if you're in Seabrook, I would hop on over to Ma's Nursery today and see what Mandevias they have. You will need to protect them if we have freezing nights, bottom line. Yeah, I was aware of that. Thanks very much. You're Randy. welcome. Appreciate it. No problem. I, I mean, I can do a lot of little crosses on, you know, what a parent plant is native to a certain area uh, that doesn't do well here. Um, a, a great example, like you go to Mexico, Central American countries, they have uh, 
Royal Poinciana everywhere. Royal Poinciana everywhere. We cannot grow Royal Poinciana here. But we can grow their little cousin of a plant. And that's like Pride of Barbados. Make sense? But that's in the Poinciana family. So if something is native to a country, uh, and you don't bring them back here and na naturally grow them, unless it's the right, I mean, the perfect match environmentally, weather-wise especially. Here's Marty in Fairfield up next. Marty! Randy! What's up? Put me on hold. Don't keep Nikki waiting. I'll talk. I'll wait. Mm -hmm. or whatever. What's up? Well, I, my mom has some, um, all of her bougainvilleas are being eaten by, we think it's a cabbage looper. And I've looked all under the leaves. I've looked for the eggs. I've looked for everything. And we can't find anything. So I looked it up in BT, Bacillus 3. Yeah, the BT is the nat natural insecticide for caterpillars and worms. Okay, so... Um, uh, brand Bear Advanced or what? It, no, Bear, I don't even know that they have it. It doesn't matter about the brand name. You're just going okay. in and looking for a BT insecticide. Okay, anything in particular that you know about? I want to get something she has on her shelf. Well, I mean, where is she going to go? Her garage. Ah. <laughs> 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 um, if you go to... Let me say if I walked in my garage, I probably have Monterey BT. It's going to say Monterey BT right on the label. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I it's because I have so many Monterey products in okay. my thing. Um, it might say Thuricide, T-H-U-R-I-C-I-D, Thuricide. Bonide makes one that says Thuricide on it. It's still oh, okay, a BT. Bonide. Okay. And, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of natural companies out there, like okay. Garden Safe. Um, but you have to look at the small labeling on that. Big letters, thuricide, big letters, it'll say Monterey BT. Small letters, you're looking at the active ingredient, and you're looking for extract of Bacillus thuringiensis on there. Okay. And then can she get them to come back to bloom before the winter? All right, remind me of the plan again. Uh, Bougainvillea. Um... No, because I'm going to base it on mine. I'm, I've struggled to try to get one of mine to come back to bloom after that first 40-degree night. Oh. And I just don't think it's going to get hot enough. And unless you can deprive it of the water and do the drooping method and then fertilize it back up, and all that time frame, we don't get another 40-degree night, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's up in the woodlands, so it's probably a no-go. It's a, probably a no. It's a no-go starter there. Okay, can she go ahead and spray that stuff on it though? And, you can spray um, that stuff every week if you want it to. Weekly, okay. Because it's organic. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you didn't have any leftover turkey. I was kind of bummed out about that too, because right, Joey, you, you and I don't know if we talked about this live on the air last week, but you know, a uh, dressing turkey cranberry sauce sandwich, a little fold over the next day. Was Absolutely. totally out of the question, but I did. I did. I think I impressed some people. They've never had that moist white meat turkey at Thanksgiving. You know, there's deep fried. I love deep fried turkeys, so this is not a debate. Love deep fried turkeys, all right? But a healthier version, the bacon wrapped big green egg one. Well, that's if you don't eat the bacon, I guess. <laughs> if y'all saw those pictures, that bacon was good. That was some thick bacon. It was good. We sat around. I pulled it all off and put it in a pan. And then all of us that were out there watching football, 
because I was doing this outside, and we, everybody that hung around outside at least got at least one piece of bacon. So there was about a, a dozen pieces. All right, quick little break. We're out of here for one, two minutes, three minutes maybe, and we'll be back. Um, if your name is Herman in Fresno and Mark and Brennan, we'll try to get to you before the top of the hour. This is The Garden Line on News Radio 740 KTRH. Garden Line with Randy Lemon since 1996, making your neighbors green with envy. So think small business Saturday, think, you know, post Black Friday, you don't want to have to fight parking spots, you don't want to have to be shoulder shoulder to shoulder with crowds, and you need to start buying gifts for everyone on your list, especially the nature lovers in your family, then think Wild Birds Unlimited, independently owned and operated, there are six of them, I mean, ultimate small business Saturday, gifts for everyone on your list. Pre-packaged gifts, you don't even have to think about it. They'll take care of you. They're wonderful people. I love every single one of these stores because you go in there, you just kind of get swept away into the nature loving and how to attract the right birds with the right food, the right feeders. Why not introduce your friends and family to the wonders of nature in their backyard this holiday season by getting them gifts from Wild Birds Unlimited? And it's the ultimate small business Saturday as well. Okay, quick little point here. A lot of times we're going to, I bet we'll get it next hour too, as we wrap up this hour, third, final hour, but the next couple of days, maybe tomorrow, we're going to have to have something set aside for all these people uh, that have not done their winterizing, okay? The window is still open. It's about to close. I don't care what your excuse is. No, I didn't. Honest. I ran out of gas. I had a flat tire. I I didn't have enough money for cab fare. My touch didn't come back from the cleaners. An old friend came in from out of town. Someone stole my car. There was an earthquake. A terrible flood. Locus. <laughs> it wasn't my fault, I swear to God. It wasn't my fault. Oh, our first caller out of the barrel today had every excuse in the book for not having his winterizer down. And there's a lot of you that fall into that category. I get that. It is time to get it down. Let's do it today, okay? Let's sneak in one more call before this hour ends with Herman in Fresno. Morning, Herman. Hey, what's going on this morning? How are you? What's going on? Very good. Okay, I have uh, little green bananas growing, and I, and I want to know if I can eat those bananas. You can. Um, I would like for you to do a little research on this. I may be able to provide a little homework assignment for you. Um, but it's look, if you want the bananas to come to fruition, you have to cut off that maroon bulb once it loses all its flowers, and then you have to let those get to a certain size on the tree. And you have to do all this before we get our first freeze. Unfortunately, I've got I've got a banana tree loaded with tiny little bananas. I don't think they're ever going to make it because my guess is before we get to January 1, when they probably will be ready, we're going to have a freeze in between there. If the temperature stays exactly as it is right now, you have a chance of realizing these bananas, but you do have to cut that maroon bulb off as soon as the white flower petals have done its fall. And then you need to let them get, if you look at bananas, I don't know if you had a chance to look at these up close and personally at Herman, but they're more squared off than anything. Yeah. And then the when they fully start growing out, then they hit the first site of roundness. That's when you take the whole cluster off the tree and then go put it in the garage or the laundry room or something like that. Okay. And I let it set uh, um, 
until they start to turn yellowish. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you'll you see that happen probably quickly the minute you prune it off the tree. Oh, okay. But, but it's a rounding. These, um, Those are the three kind of basic rules. And we actually had a banana right. expert on before kind of explain this in detail. I wish I was mm-hmm. as good as him, but um, yeah. if if you will make sure that the bulb gets cut off after the flower falls and make sure they round on the tree and you're in Fresno, you have a chance at this. I don't up in Tomball, bottom line. It's not, it's not going to happen for me. And it's so sad because they always start producing right around October, November 1st. And you start seeing these bananas on the tree. We got to run. This hour is done. Uh, Mark Brenham, I would love to give you maybe 30 seconds, but that's not very fair. I'd like to give you more time than that. Let's talk about your boars on your live oak tree when we come back right after this news, weather, and traffic break, and you'll be the first one up. Here's the number that everybody else can get in on, 713-212-KTRH, 713-212-5874, and we'll be done. we can because we dig what we do good morning everyone welcome back it is the saturday edition november 25th post thanksgiving post turkey days by the way people like bridget in nederland if you succeeded with cooking the big green egg like i talked about and i know bridget did you need to call in you need to send me the pictures so it doesn't just look like i'm the only one bragging about this bridget i sent her my cooking technique she actually went to the trouble of what do we call it weaving the bacon what do you call it hashing lashing i keep hearing lashing (laughs) yeah hashing um okay when you weave it you make a intricate weave of the bacon over whatever you're cooking i don't ever do that i don't care if i'm you know when i've done pork loins (laughs) or meatloaves I've done bacon wrap meatloaf before, uh, but I've never done the interweaving, the interlacing. Lacing! Lacing. No, I don't know. Weaving. <laughs> the intermediate, intermediate basket weaving. Um, I don't do that. But she's said that her family thought that was the best Thanksgiving turkey they've ever had. I'm not kidding. It really does enhance the juiciness of not just the bacon, but cooking it on the big green egg. It infuses that moisture. It keeps that moisture in there. By the way, trying to make homemade gravy from what you get off the big green egg ain't worth it. Because it's not that much dripping down. It just kind of stays in the bird on the bird. You don't get a whole lot of drippings from a because it kind of Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, well. I took a little bit and mixed it with some... I took some organic drippings and mixed it with some synthetic stuff from the grocery store, and it came out really good. <laughs> organic and synthetic mix. By the way, to um, Aggie fans out there, let's get one thing very clear. I was a... Was a huge proponent of Kevin Sumlin. I wanted him to get hired. I was ecstatic when they hired him. It started out strong. I was still willing to give him a shot. If he won the rest of his games out, he could keep his job this year. However, when he lost the UCLA game, I think he should have resigned. And that's coming from a long-time Kevin Sumlin fan. He was on the Aggie staff as an assistant when I produced the R.C. Slocum show. I liked him then. I like him now. I liked Charlie Strong back in the day. And I'm not even a Texas fan. I was sad that he didn't succeed at Texas. Obviously, he's not the problem. <laughs> he succeeded quite well at South Florida. Um, so, uh, I don't know whether I'd want Charlie Strong yet, but I'm pretty sure that the Jimbo Fisher thing's a done deal because the athletic director for Texas A&M now and him go way back. I mean, that just seems like a done deal. He needs to get out of Florida State, and we need someone like him that was defensive-minded to begin with, right? Yeah, we'll see. It's just interesting to see how the domino effect will happen. Florida needs a head coach. Mississippi's going to need a head coach. A&M's going to need a head coach. Arkansas is going to need a head coach. UCLA's going to need a head coach. Oregon State. Arizona State. That's where Kevin Sumlin's probably going to go. <laughs> Here's a if if they'd have fired uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Kevin Sumlin hires Cliff Kingsbury as his offensive coordinator again at a new college. That, that would have worked out great. But the dominoes. So then you hire these other people from Central Florida and from Iowa State, and then Iowa State has an opening, and then uh, Central Florida has an opening. It's just going to be fascinating this year to watch the carousel of coaching going on. That's the point I wanted to make. This I have honestly. There's nothing personal now against Kevin Sumlin, but he he basically sealed his own fate this year by losing at home to Mississippi State and losing at home to Arcan, uh, Auburn and that debacle in UCLA to start the season. They win that game without letting him come back. I think their whole season's completely different. They also, well, if the quarterback stays healthy. So there you go. There it is in a nutshell. That's going to be said. So watch after the game, win or lose, he's gone. And then watch the domino effect. It's going to be fascinating to watch this year. All right, we talked to Mark and Brennan. We told Mark and Brennan if he hung on, he'd be the first caller up. So here he comes. Mark, Brennan, good morning. Good morning, Randy. What's up? i uh, got a question on uh, some live ups that I have, or one of them in particular is I've got what looks like boars. But it's coming out, uh, it's about an eight-foot-tall tree, and it's coming out where the small branches are coming off of the main limb. You probably have a out. what's called a twig girdler if they're getting gnawed off. Yeah, it's just you've got, you know, it runs down the trunk or down the limb probably eight, ten inches, and it's just only around the little branches. Yeah, and they're being limb. gnawed off? Well, they, they, yeah, it fell off pretty easy when I did okay. it. Um, if you'll go look at those fallen branches, if they, may, if they look perfectly laved, and I say perfectly, but like symmetrically laved off, then that's a twig girdler. 
Um, you need to gather up all that debris, throw it away, burn it, whatever it takes, burn pile and can. Um, that the fallen twigs with leaves on them possibly have the eggs from the twig girdler. That's what they do is they lay their eggs, then they'll uh, girdle the branch off so it'll go fall somewhere and the baby twig girdles can overwinter and live through that and come back next year. Okay. Well, is there anything to spray on them? Um, it's, you can, but unless you see the twig girdler and make contact with it with something like liquid seven, you're probably not going to do it. There's not like a residual that affects them. So just spraying the tree to spray the tree doesn't really help. But if you know where you see them, malathion or seven direct contact, that'll kill them. All right. Thank you. And helping gather up the potential eggs is huge, believe it or not. All right. For cultural control practices. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Start using terminology like that. Integrated pest management. That means I spray when I see things and I don't when I don't. <laughs> Integrated pest management. Uh, here's Patrick and uh, Magnolia up next. Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning, Randy. This is uh, this is a nice day to be talking about this. I wanted to mention to you that uh, I did do my gardening over the, the holiday weekend, trying to weed out my garden. I've got a small garden that uh, consists of a, a small area, about 14 by 14 feet, and it's fenced off from my chickens because they love to they're eyeing everything that's in there. And uh, I've grown tomatoes, spinach, herbs, and flowers. And what I wanted to do, it's the first time I did a above guard, a ground garden. I wanted to cover it over, and I didn't know if I should use plastic cloth or whatever to keep the, the winterizing. Because, I mean, you mentioned it, and I know we don't have much of winters, but we do sometimes have some hard freezes. And I wanted to ask if you had any suggestions how to protect some of that uh, and how high and all so forth and how. Well, do why don't you just keep doing cold crops instead, like the spinach, like the lettuces, uh, those the coal, C-O-L-E crops. You can okay. make succeed through the winter and it helps keep the soil working and helps keep it organic. There's also, um, I, you can do any of these things. You can cover it with, I say, clear plastic if you want to solarize the soil, but you don't have to do that, but for maybe a month, 30 days. Okay. All right. And that's if it's just solarized, then what do you do after that? Well, you cover it up with a big thick layer of mulch or a big thick layer of hay. If you have access to hay, big thick layer of hay covering up will protect it during the winter. Uh, a lot of people will do Elbon rye. You ever heard of Elbon rye? No, I haven't. Hey, E-L-B-O-N, Elbon rye. It's uh, considered a you know winter ground cover, and then it it'll the root system the Elbon rye will pick up anything like uh, nematodes, and they'll get you know kind of sucked up for lack of a better term in the root system. The 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 nematodes that might be there will go get in the Elbon rye root system, and then you'll harvest all that out, kill it, till it out, and be ready for spring garden. Okay. Yeah, so you have I options, believe it or not. My uh, spinach is, uh, I got longevity spinach uh, that's really good and some uh, Okinawa spinach that supposedly, I mean, it did real well in the summertime, so I'm assuming it's going to continue to do. Well, most uh, things well. that do well in the summertime don't do well in the wintertime, vegetable garden-wise. That's why we have what's called a cold crop, C-O-L-E, garden. Okay. Those are the things that enjoy the winter, but spinach is one of them, strangely enough. 
Spinach is one of them. And then if you're gonna have tomatoes, you just replant the next following year. I mean, for the spring. I mean, you don't need. To yeah, probably just want to make a that. change to more of the spring vegetable crops. Okay. Don't get hung up on spinach. And how about uh, any other winterized vegetables? Because out here, uh, it, I've tried cucumbers. The only thing that grows is okra. Well, that's not a winter. Yeah, I'll tell you what. When we come back, I'll go through a little list of what we consider coal crops, since you're not familiar with that. And you can do that little research for yourself, Patrick. Go coal crops, C-O-L-E, and Texas gardening for winters, vegetable garden. There's a good list of things. Some are a little hard to do just because the like intensity of things like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. But they work. It's just, is it worth the effort? This is the Garden Line News Radio 740 KTRH. We'll be back in just a moment. Randy Lemon with a simple he can send the fire ants off to your neighbor's house. Am I right? Isn't that catchy? Good bum music. I heard this yesterday for the first time ever. It's Shepard, the same band that did Geronimo. They were doing this on, like, one of the versions of the Today Show. The several, like, renditions of the Today Show that <laughs> happen every weekday morning. But I was impressed with this song. You can let this play out, and I'll still give you one more chance at the Star of Hope message. Go to SOHmission.org. Great way if you donate $2.86 per person. Basically, you, so if I can, you know, pony up fifty dollars, hundred dollars, I'm feeding several people, hundreds of people with donations. The Star of Hope Mission during the holidays. Holidays, I don't just mean Thanksgiving. Yes, that passed. We're talking about Christmas and New Year's coming up. They uh, have ways of turning that two dollars and eighty-six cents into a full-blown meal for a grown adult, and they can turn that money around into several different ways to help the Star of Hope Mission beyond the feeding. So they'll take, they love the money, yes. They like your volunteer hours as well. Volunteer hours at Star of Hope Mission. They need those especially during the holidays. In-kind services. Maybe you're a restaurant, you're a retail store that has just this overflow of something. A great way to get a tax deduction and donate it to a great cause. SOHmission.org. Look at all the different ways you can help. SOHmission.org. So what do you think? You like my song choice? You got you got a little bit of music in your background. Yeah, we can add this definitely to it. I was kind of impressed with it. They guess that it was no doubt about it. They were doing it live on the Today Show. I hate lip syncing songs on all those like oh, what do you call it the the parade shows. Sure. Well, I'm not a big fan of the poppy songs, but it's it's a pretty good song. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just a, ma- a feel-good song. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't have any, like, innuendo that's inappropriate. Sure, no political <laughs> agenda or anything like that, you know. Yeah, like, it's not like Halsey. <laughs> 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 Trying to bring in all these depressed teens together. All right, so uh, here we go. Let's go next to... Who are we going to go to? Oh, Calvin. I gotta go. I apparently gotta go look up email. I was so busy looking up songs, I forgot to look up email. All right. Um. By the way, Bridget in Nederland, go get my old email that you got the instructions on how to cook the big green egg. You can be able to attach a picture to any 
of those emails you already got, Bridget and Nederland. You don't need any kind of permission slip from me moving forward on that. All right, so let me get back to, I'm, I'm killing a little bit of time here, trying to get back to the email. My apologies, Calvin. I didn't know I was going to be pulling up a picture right away. All right, so, all right, it has to load now. you got to love computers. Man, dude, you sent a huge pictures. Um, all right, that's not good looking at all. Morning, Calvin. How you doing? <laughs> I'm fine, Landy. How are you? I'm good. Um, what are we talking about? What is this again? It's a drum and red maple. We planted it in our house in Giddings, Texas, back around March. And we noticed uh, maybe a month or so ago it started to lose bark. Uh, I have not seen any sign of any insects. Uh, there's also bark coming off of the limb. Yeah, that big uh, picture in the middle where it looks like cancerous growth in the middle there. Yeah. That big close-up picture, that tells yeah. me that the tree's either suffering from uh, canker or flux. And I don't believe that's flux. I do believe that's canker. And uh, as much as it's kind of cool that you were able to send that picture in, you're not going to like this answer. All right? There's no way to control canker. Once you get it, you got it, and you have to remove the tree. Okay. Uh, if we replace the tree... Oh, again, is this a red maple or a red oak? Red maple. Okay. That's what I thought. That's a great question. I don't believe there's a, a true answer to. Um, I think that if you wanted to put something else in there, let's get a tree that's less likely to get canker. As opposed to a maple here, we'd want to do like a nut-all oak, which has a big leaf like a maple, but doesn't suffer from the same maladies. A, a red, um, sorry, a nuttall, N-U-T-T-A-L-L. Nuttall. Nuttall. Nuttall, nuttall. Quercus nutali, if you really need to know the Latin name. Okay. There's nothing you can do about the canker. No, there's, once, uh, it's, I am not over-exaggerating when I tell you, when you get canker, there's nothing that can treat it. You could look that up, too, if you wanted to. Uh, I believe that is canker. If it was flux, I think we'd see a little bit more of um, like an ooze coming out of there. And Now, let me say this. Are you a nothing ventured, nothing gained kind of guy? Uh, you you broke up. Are you a nothing ventured, nothing gained kind of guy? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> okay. You can get in there with a pocket, not a pocket knife, what am I thinking, like a putty knife, like a, a tile knife, and start cutting out all that cancerous growth and then treat with a, a copper fungicide. And you want to treat any other, like, peeled back area where you have those openings in the bark with the copper-based fungicide and hope right. for the best. But you see as that thing grows, it's basically cutting off all the circulation in the tree. That cambium layer has been cut off. So that tree will die because there's no nutrients going up through the bark. Makes sense? Yeah, that's a drop in the bark. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Appreciate it. Sorry. I know you were looking for an answer that was going to like be the silver bullet, but that does not look good. I've seen, I've seen plenty of canker pictures. That may be the worst I've seen in a long time. I know, but it's like it's kind of out of focus too. And I know, I know Facebook thing, but we'll see. Um, I want to get up also one more picture 
into one of our tree guys. I like your idea, Joey. Yes. Joey's like going, post it on Facebook, post it on Facebook. I'm going to do, this is one of those, I got to be careful with our tread department. I want to make double darn sure, all right, that it is what I think it is before I post it on Facebook. Make sense? Bridget just sent her picture in the, just letting you know, we also shot it up with K. I, you know what? I did that last year too. I injected it with Cajun spices last year. This year I went with more of the citrus because we were feeding more people. Last year, good idea, Bridget. I love the idea of injecting it with Cajun spices. Right? Totally love that. And it was phenomenal. But I had a majority of people that can handle the spices. Not like wicked high spices, but can handle the spices. We were feeding for plus four. So we had eight more people that I had no idea whether they could handle the spice. First time that they had ever been to our house for Thanksgiving. So I had to play it safe. What I did also to keep it moist inside, and I said so in my thing, is you cut citrus in half. You don't even squeeze it. You just cut them in half. I One grapefruit, small grapefruit, one orange, one tangerine, and one lemon. And I all cut in halves. A couple of them I had to quarter, like the grapefruit I basically had to quarter. And then with a couple of halves of onions, everything shoved inside that. And it was packed through. All that moisture that comes up from the heated up citrus and onion helps moisten up and flavor the bird as well. So, by the way, let's say I see the before picture. Bridget, you need to send an after picture too. That's the whole point. Send the after picture. This is the garden line, but she did a great job of weaving her bacon. Yeah, that takes patience. I can't do that. We got our final half hour coming up. You got a question? You better get it in right now. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. I got another great Christmas gift idea coming up for the dudes out there. Guys, write this message down. Ladies, if you know your dude um, is into yard work, when we come back from this break, I'm going to give you a super duper idea. But we're down to our final 30 minutes for today. Yes, we'll do it again tomorrow morning. But if you know you're going to... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not going to be tuned in tomorrow morning. You got a question? It's time to get it in right now. 713-212-KTRH. That's 713-212-5874. I'm Randy Lemon, and this is The Garden Line. Okay, I got two follow-up things I need to go through. One, I said I'd come up with a great Christmas idea for people that are, like, really into the gardening. So if you're looking for something really special, how about the steel lightning battery system of tools now? Chainsaws, trimmers, blowers. You know steel. I've recommended steel power equipment for years on this. I I use that exclusively at my property. S-T-I-H-L, steel. They have the new lightning battery system. About a year ago, I discovered they were going to come out with this, and it got really exciting. He goes, you can't say anything. Well, I can now. And our friends at Lansdowne Moody have all the steel power equipment, the gas and the battery-operated models. 
six Lansdowne Moody locations around this area. Go to lmtractor.com. That's lmtractor.com if you want this battery-operated steel system, lmtractor.com. Second follow-up, coal crops. I mentioned most of them. Um, any of the lettuces, if you do get a freeze, you'll have to like knock it all the way back down to ground level and it'll still come back. But the other ones that can kind of handle the cold weather, besides the spinaches and the lettuces, uh, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, Chinese cabbage, cauliflower. If I'm missing any other other cold crops, someone can call in real quickly and let me know. But the point being on the cold crops, other than the lettuces and the spinaches, Brussels sprouts, uh, cauliflower, broccoli. Sometimes it's a ton of work and a ton of effort just to get one head out of that. So you're going to need to do a lot of it and really pay off dividends. Cabbage is easy, and cabbage, you can usually do a few of those and have several heads of cabbage for the wintertime, which is always good. Love me some uh, cooked cabbage during the wintertime. Um, if anybody else wants to, you know, succeed, our normal spring crops, you know, things like tomatoes, cucumbers, a lot of the cucurbit crops, they just don't do well, obviously, in the colder times, but those coal crops do. Um, what else did I want to talk about real quick? All right, we'll just move on. Let's go to, uh, I think Mary and Conroe up next. Mary, good morning. Good morning. How about kale? Well, yeah, uh, cabbage and kale. I always, I, I tend to forget about the kale, mainly okay. because I don't eat kale. Well, it's so popular right now. But my, I always give is... up kale for uh, Lent, and I really succeed with that. <laughs> uh, my main question is i was i have a very very large old oak tree maybe white oak i'm not sure um and it was diagnosed at the extension service with slime flux right this is the first time i've heard of it but the the darkened area on the tree is starting to surround the tree and it's grown like doubled or tripled in why have you put it off this long why have we not tried to treat this yet well, I they gave me a number of a gentleman to call, and I sent in a picture. Oh no, you I can do this yourself. Okay, flux what can is I do? a treatable. Again, I was talking about canker versus flux earlier. Right, right. And if you, you'll look it up, there's a difference between the two, big time. And slime flux is treatable. Can you post pictures of the diff, the two? Um, if I can find truly good pictures, the problem is, is the pictures that you find on the internet on slime fucks versus canker, like, are not discernible to the average person, right? Okay. Um, but it's treatable. What we're going to do is almost the same thing I talked about when the nothing ventured, nothing gained part of the canker, and that is we're going to cut away any damaged black-looking bark and get to the the trunk of the tree, the inner layer, that cambium layer, we're going to treat that with a copper-based fungicide. Okay. All right? And we're going to do that treatment every, like, three, four months if we can think about it. Do you right. know if Ability Tree Service, could they help me I with do that? not know that name. It's not who I recommend, oh, okay. so I have no idea. And who do you recommend Affordable for tree, tree Service? Affordable, okay. And but will this they is treat? Be a big job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can give them a call. I don't know that they treat for. Yeah, and if it's a big enough job, they'll do it. But they're not going to come and treat one tiny little individual tree for canker and or flux. Of course, they're going to be the first ones to tell you that canker is not treatable. But yeah, the company that I recommend on this radio program is known as Affordable Tree Service. I know okay. nothing about the company you brought up. Okay. Okay. All right. 
713-699-2663 if you want that number, 713-699-2663. I only go with those people I have relationships with. Um, don't know the name of the other company at all, so can't tell you much good, bad, or indifferent about companies I know nothing about. Uh, here's Priscilla and Lufkin. Morning, Priscilla. Good morning. Good morning, Randy. I morning. love your show. Thank you. How can we help you? Uh, I have a beautiful hibiscus. It's about three years old, and it's getting really tall. And I was wondering, can you prune the hibiscus? Yes, ma'am. Where were you about an hour ago when we were talking about this? Oh, I just got in mm. on the show. Uh, here's so the deal. Sorry. A lot of people do not understand this, and it's worth mentioning again. Hibiscus can and should, write down that phrase, can and should be pruned several times throughout the year. Great. The more you prune it, the more blooms you get down low. Yes, that's what I was looking for. And if for. all you get is blooms up top, then shame on you, you've never pruned it right. I haven't. <laughs> but uh, other so part, the, the other benefit of pruning right now, and especially you and Lufkin, is you're going to need to protect it when you get a freezing night. Right. All right. So the more you prune it, all right now, come on, the easier it is to cover. Yes. Yes, it's getting really tall. <laughs> you can cut it in half today. Okay, I will do that. And, and that makes it so, so easy to cover because you're in Lufkin. You're going to freeze before I'm going to freeze. Yes, right. <laughs> okay. Well, good deal, and thank you. You're welcome. This is the Garden Line, News Radio 740, KTRH. Uh, let's move on to, I believe it's going to be James. James is in spring, and uh, then we're going to take a break right after James, and then we're going to end with one little more flurry of calls. James, good morning. Good morning, Randy. Uh, I was at my daughter's, and they put in some new saw beds. Evidently, water line broke or something. It's like six by three. But you were talking about when they have new sods to treat it with something to, to break it up, the, the sod so it can go into the soil better. What exactly was that? Um... I've talked about several things. Well, let me start from the beginning. There's, I don't know whether it was a granular product or whether it was. I think it was liquid. I'm, I'm, okay, then soil activator. Soil activator. Okay, and I get that at Ace, correct? Yeah, you can get that at Ace. Okay, so that's all Medina I need to do. Medina soil activator. That's be the one you'll see the most readily available. And how often should I water? Well, that, that started, that was one of our first conversations, even with Joey G, the producer over there behind the Bulletproof Glass. He asked that question this morning in the first half hour himself on a personal level, is how often can you use it? Can you overuse it? Is really what his theory was. And uh, here's questioning. And I was like, no, you can't overuse it. So we try to encourage people that are trying to break up soil like that to use it on a weekly basis. Weekly basis, okay. And bi-weekly has been a normal recommendation. Um, before I get to the break here, let me conjecture what I thought he was asking. We have you talked about putting permanent soil amendments, a granular version of a permanent soil amendment. That would be things that are like kiln-fired rocks, you know, uh, that we used to talk about a company called, uh, uh, oh, what was it? Was it True Grow? True Grow was the kiln-fired rocks. It was a byproduct of the concrete industry. And it worked great. And it's still what I consider a permanent soil mint. Expanded shale is an example of a permanent soil mint we highly recommend nowadays. Um, you can incorporate that into soil at before you lay sod. The liquid version would be soil activators. Um, compost breaks up soil. If you top dress a yard with that's breaking down the clay soil over time. So lots of ways we can break down the soil here. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break. 
we are uh, we have the calls we have. So if um, you're on hold, we're going to get to you. That's going to be apparently Joey and Tomball for sure. And maybe, oh, you know what? That is it, isn't it? It looks like we only have time for Joey and Tomball looking at the clock real quick. Because when we come back, one more message I need to get out. Then remind everybody, we'll still do it again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. If you can't get your question in right now. If you want to do the picture thing, I'm gonna, as soon as I get done with the radio show, I'm going to go through the lineup and see who needs permission to send pictures. And those can be called in tomorrow. Because if you do send pictures in, and we've had two people do it quite well today, if they do ask for permission to send pictures, they have to call in to have them pulled up. Because with all the other emails that have come in, in the meantime, uh, we got to go search for it based on your email address. And then last time, I didn't mention it at the very top of the hour very well, but I'd love for you to share all this Garden Line stuff we're doing today with everybody else on your Facebook addresses. Friends, family, especially if they live anywhere in Southeast Texas. Even if your friends live in other... I know I got um, an email, great email, put a smile on my face from an Aggie acquaintance of mine, so to speak. I say acquaintance. He's just an Aggie friend. Uh, all the way out in uh, Clemson, South Carolina. He listens on weekend mornings uh, because he's got a horticultural, so, uh, an, uh, what we should say, a soils background from Texas A&M. So he's obviously teaching out there at Clemson. And uh, he said, Randy, you know what? Until A&M comes back, just start rooting for Clemson like I do. <laughs> I thought that was a great line. I can I can do that. I always find a team to try to root for that I feel good about. My uh, dark horse this year I got to root for yesterday. That was an exciting game, and that's uh, Central Florida. Wow, what a great game that was. That was so much fun to watch. I can be it. But you know that guy's gone. He's going in a big program. Uh, what's his name? Scott Frost, the head coach over there. That's fun to watch, too, but then they can't keep these guys very long. Poor U of H has kind of felt that for the last however many years, losing everybody from, what was the name of the coach? We want to forget his name that went to Baylor, and then uh, Sumlin, and then Herman. Yeah, I know. Everybody needs to forget him. Uh, <laughs> I really can't forget the name right now. Uh, but U of H suffered through that. Central Florida is going to have to suffer through that, too, until they find a, a mediocre coach <laughs> that will stay around for a long time. Oh, it's going to be fun watching the carousel spin starting tonight after the AM game. This is the Garden Line, News Radio 740, KTRH. Since 1996, where Houston reports crepe murder. Garden Line with Randy Lemon. Hey, so uh, for those of you who like commenting on my uh, big green egg turkey, right? And the taste results, dude. If you ever heard the message, you need to cook anything on the big green egg; it's gonna taste good. So, imagine your best roasted turkey ever, even that much more juicy. That's the results you're always gonna get. It was perfect. It was yummy. And not one person. Look, the answer was there was no white meat left over. <laughs> Normally, the white meat always gets left over because it's not, it turns out if it comes out of oven, how quickly does it dry out once you cut it up? Say thank you. All right. <laughs> if Joey didn't say that on the air, he's like super quick. Yes. I mean, it changes the way you cook things 1000%. Hey, so we've been talking small business Saturday, these independent nurseries and garden centers. This is Garden Line. What a perfect connection. I'll give you the perfect example. Plants for all seasons. All right. We, I went over there the other day, and my son was with me, and 
got to talk to Sherry and Victor a little bit. Victor's supposed to be retired, but of course it's holidays. He's helping out. Um, but his daughter, Sherry, one of the head honchos over there. So we were uh, doing a little negotiation for some poinsettias and I was just looked around and I, I, my son was like, wow, look at all this color basically. And I'm paraphrasing, but where they have their covered area, they grow a lot of their own color. They keep it looking so good. And you're looking for like seasonal color. There really is no better place than plants for all seasons, knowing the perfection they have when it comes to that kind of stuff. They carry everything I talk about. They have my fertilization schedule products, old fashioned, good old fashioned country service. They carry things to the car for you. They'll walk and talk with you. Wonderful place. Um, I couldn't have been more happy because I was able to do a deal um, with them to get loaded with poinsettias. And guess what? I got to go back and get some more. Where it's never enough. You can never have enough poinsettias in the house at Christmas time. Like live Christmas trees and poinsettias. You do that, it's Christmas time for me. Plants for all seasons at 249 right there on the feeder between uh, Jones and Luetta. So just south of Jones Road, right there on the feeder at 249. And check it out at plantsforallseasons.com when you get a chance. Here's Joey and Tombaugh has promised our final call for the day. Morning, Joey. Good morning, Randy. How can we help you? So we have a 30-year-old pine tree that got struck by lightning. When? So it got struck, oh, I would say it was about five months ago. And? Um, but, yeah. What's it so doing two, now? Well, now about 80% of it's all brown. It's gone. Leaves. Okay. That's really sad news. No, and there's the nothing you could have done off. about it. Yeah. Um, I, I have told this story before, but I'll give you a little perspective. And being that I have a place in Tomball, you can appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um, it was either the tax day flood. I think it was a tax day or Memorial Day flood, whatever. It was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had serious rain event, but we had a lightning strike, like big time. One hit right outside our front door on a pine tree. Knocked out our electric gate. <laughs> All kinds <laughs> of fun stuff. And you can see the strip going down it. And I made yep. the joke. It's only a matter of time before I lose this thing. But it still is very green. So it's always a matter of how quickly does it start turning brown. There's nothing you could have done to stop that thing. It just burnt enough of the root systems down in the ground, that lightning strike, heat-wise, that that's not salvageable. But you cannot let that go much longer before you need to have it removed because it's dead. 80% of it at this stage, all brown, rusty pine needles, it's gone. And I I don't want you to know, I need you to back up. Even if you'd have called me eight hours after that lightning strike, mm-hmm. I would tell you, well, you're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen in five months. <laughs> right. Because yeah, I couldn't do anything either. All the bark's peeling off of it, too. I just looked at the strike yeah, itself, see, and now you can put your hand in there. It's gone. Bark off. It's gone. Okay, but let's not to- let it be a threat. In you know, case it's, it's anywhere within 30 feet of a house, Right. you need to have it removed. Okay. Well, we'll get the chainsaws out and get going on that. Right. Today. If it's nowhere near the house, have it removed ASA. Or, no, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase past- it. It's in if, the horse pasture, but we've got all the animals out yeah, there. Yeah, but it needs to get removed. that's you can do yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just well, my point was going to be you need a tree company if it's anywhere near the house. Uh, yep. Okay, I got a tree company living in my own house. There so you go. Get the chainsaws out and get going. All right, sorry, sorry about that, but right. even if just remember, even if you called me five months ago or four months and twenty eight days ago, I would have told yeah. you you're gonna have to wait this out anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's oak trees. Oak trees are better at surviving lightning strikes than pine trees. Pine trees are one of the worst. I feel very fortunate that the one that I know got hit did not die right away. Here we are, a couple of years later, and it's still 
very much alive. So I got a little bit fortunate there. All right, that was fun. Let's do it again tomorrow morning. That was so much fun. Let's do it again tomorrow morning. What do you say, Joey G? All right, 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. We will be talking to you about Garden Line again. We have to wrap things up for today. If you couldn't get in, I'm sorry. But, again, tomorrow morning, best opportunity ever. And what else can I tell you? Thanks for all the uh, participation on the pictures today. That was fun. And we'll get to Oh, go like our Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Scroll through everything we've done just today, and you'll see why you should be following us on Facebook. Of course, my favorite thing was, how deep is the mud? Depends on who you ask. We all go through the same stuff differently. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.